Hello, 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 and welcome to the first inaugural episode of TPS, Fantasy Football Discussion. I am your host, Marcus, and we've got right next to me over there, my buddy, Vince. How's it going today, Vince? It's going great. I'm excited to talk some football, excited for the season to start. It's going to happen. We don't know exactly what's going to happen after we start, but I'm just glad it's happening. Oh, man. I mean, all the stuff that we're going through in this crazy world. Crazy, crazy. To just be able to talk football and uh, play fantasy football, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome, right? It's Christmas. It's, we talk about it all the time, right? Christmas is coming. Every day. Every draft and, day is Christmas. The start of the season is Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Christmas is here. And it's time to, uh, what something that me and Vince just love to do, and that is just crapping on our friends so to speak, as, as much as we possibly can. Right, Vince? Absolutely. That's why uh, the, we talk about the league all the time. Like, that show is just so good. I even Academy. recommend it. I even recommend it to people that don't, that aren't into fantasy football. I'm like, yeah, it starts off as fantasy football, but then it's just a bunch of friends just shitting on each other. So Yeah, you just watch football. I tell everyone it's just, it's just oh, yeah. like Seinfeld. It's like just these six crappy human beings <laughs> they're just literally just dunking on each other uh which is really really fun for sure so uh vince and i are in uh been playing fantasy football together for many years uh we talk about fantasy football all year uh amongst our other hobbies but uh friends for a long time uh vince uh in two leagues together this year uh and uh I got it, man. Uh, I really think that you are overprepared this year. Overprepared. What do you think? I mean, the whole COVID thing, um, I'm using that as an excuse. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been playing – I don't know about you. I've been playing fantasy football for over a decade now. Uh, this is definitely the year that I feel the most prepared. Um, just – something that I wanted to do. I almost did the FFPC this year, which if anybody doesn't know, that is the high stakes uh, fantasy football league. It's like a $2,000 entry. Uh, I did not do that uh, for various reasons, but wanted to get prepared for it. Just wanted to take my my game to the next level. Um, And yeah, so I mean, I don't know about you, but yeah, I'm definitely prepared this year. I mean, I feel like I prepared as much as I can. Uh, and as much as I possibly, uh, you know, trying to juggle, you know, being engaged and getting ready for a wedding and working, but I mean, my head's always in the game. Uh, I'm always in the game. I'm always listening to the greats, uh, CBS and fantasy pros and trying to stay up as much as I possibly can. And, uh, man, let's, uh, you know, we've been talking about how much we love this game, but let's, let's talk about the, these drafts because, I really want to get into some of these drafts because I really feel like, I mean, especially if we're talking about uh, TPS and uh, how that draft went down. And I really think that you really saw excellence uh, from myself and uh, excellence from Vince. And uh, I really, really was, uh, you know, it's a league with all people that we know and a league with, uh, you know, people that know football. So I felt like uh, we went in there and, and dominated that draft. And uh, Vince, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I was picking at the five spot. Mark was picking at the seven spot. Uh, we had we pretty much had the choice of where we wanted to pick. Uh, the way that we did it is we did a randomizer. Um, each person was assigned a number uh, from that, you know, but the first person they got to pick wherever. So it's just because just because you have number one doesn't mean that you definitely had the number one pick. So um, I think I had five available and then I had seven through 12 uh, when I was able to pick so I could pick anywhere from there. Um, so this is half PPR, uh, three wide receivers. So uh, I wanted to pick somewhere in the middle, but I also wanted to get a top running back. And I thought there was a good chance I would get Kamara. Uh, spoiler alert, I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I really, uh, I really like the, the Kamara pick, uh, and uh, I really think that that's the kind of guy that you're really looking for in those early rounds. Uh, one of the cool things about this league, I mean, obviously running off leaf liquor, really, really cool for us to do that the first time, uh, try something different, and uh, a half point for a first down, and us doing some cool stuff. Uh, so uh, really, really looking forward to that. But uh, let's get into it. Um, the first pick uh, was, uh, was by Tim. And uh, Tim had a pretty interesting team. Um, and I really felt like he was given the gift. He was given a gift, right, of that 200-touch marvel, Christian McCaffrey, right? So Christian McCaffrey in the first round, I mean, how could you not, right? Yeah. And uh, going, went back to the 2-3 turn and Julio Jones still on the board. Uh, That's insane. Was, Easy choice, right? It's got to oh, be for sure. Yeah, I mean, to follow up Christian McCaffrey, uh, clear number one running back in fantasy, to come back and get someone as consistent as Julio Jones. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for tight end, uh, I definitely would have taken Julio. And I know, like, oh, yeah, like tight end. But, I mean, Julio – so I took a scouting academy class. They used him as the poster boy as, like, the example of a wide receiver. Um, it just doesn't, I think he's the, like NFL wise, like not even just fantasy, clear number one. Uh, the guy cuts on his inside foot. Um, anybody that like knows route running, like that's hard to do. So it's hard for defenders to, you know, read the wide receiver when they're running their route. Like, I love that guy. Like every year, I think I have him on my team like every year. Um, I mean, he's just amazing. So to follow up, you know, Julio with Christian McCaffrey, I mean, that's that's strong. Absolutely. And, uh, and then he went in the third round. I mean, that 2-3 tournament with uh, Zach Ertz as the, what am I looking at, third tight end off the board at the 3-1. Yeah, so all the tight ends. So three tight ends. I'm sorry, two tight ends went in the second round, uh, top two. Uh, Kelsey went 2-2, uh, and then I took Kittle um, with my second pick, and then Ertz as a third tight end. Uh, I have Andrews as my third tight end. Uh, you yeah, can me definitely, too. You can definitely make a case, especially with everybody in Philadelphia getting hurt. Yep. Um, even if Goddard's there, somebody's got to catch passes. Um, yeah, they, they got a good connection there uh, with Ertz and, uh, and uh, Wentz. 
And yeah, definitely I mean, tell that those targets got to go somewhere. I hundred percent agree with you. Those wide receivers are dropping like flies over in Philly. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun's healthy right now, uh, right now. Uh, Alshon's healthy right now. Yeah. Rager's banged up. He's a rookie. He hasn't even stepped on the field. I mean, even if Goddard's there, I mean, he's a favorite target of Carson Wentz. I mean, yep. if, if all three of those guys like get rolling, that's going to be gonna scary. Be yeah. Scary. Absolutely scary. Um, but still, I mean, I'm looking at that pick, and that's a reach fence. I'm not going to say anything else. Oh, for sure. That's a reach. Yeah, why am I talking nice? I'm, like, talking nice about these teams. All right, so time to time to mess with them. All right, so <laughs> how do you draft Christian McCaffrey and then follow up with that dog shit team? I agree. I agree. That's – I mean uh, – I do like Julio. Uh, Ertz, you can make an argument for, but – I don't know. It's ugly. I mean, if if we keep looking down, I mean, so he came back at the four five turn and uh, picked Stephon Diggs as his wide receiver one, and we're talking, we're starting three wide receivers. Uh, that is not I like by the way my wide receivers as a wide receiver one, and uh, even in a half PPR first downs. I mean, I respect Diggs, uh, but I mean, we're talking about a guy who's ADPs in the eighties uh, in a twelve team league. And, uh, man, I mean, I really saw some great wide receivers go off the board after them. Big money, Keenan Allen. Uh, how about Calvin Ridley to you at 53? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd rather have a DJ Chark at 65 to Mike. You know, uh, a Marlon Brown to you at 77. And I'm talking, we're talking about Diggs at, at – Marlon Brown? Wow. Marlon Brown. I'm sorry, Marlon Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Wow. That would have been way too early for Marquise Brown. <laughs> if you wanted to, I mean, if he wanted digs, like you take him there, but I don't. I just can't. Just I too there's, high there's, for him. I don't know the volume is going to be there. I love Stefan Diggs. He's one of the greatest route runners in the NFL. Um, that's the thing about picking on the turn, like the the sides, like. If you want your guy, you got to take him. I don't know if the volume's going to be there. Uh, he can catch the ball anywhere, but they also have that guy, John Brown. He's also really good. Uh, they're going to be a run-heavy team. They're going to be a big defensive team. They're already talking about scaling back Josh Allen running. I think they're still going to use him as a runner. It's just not going to be the primary thing. You know, they brought in Zach Moss. Um, so I just don't think that volume's going to be there as your number two wide receiver. Yep, I agree with you, man. Uh, now let's go to his uh, 5-1. At the 49, he went Dak. And, uh, I mean, for me, I know we talked about it uh, last night. Uh, Dak is my QB3, and I really think that uh, mm-hmm. he is in a tier of his own uh, after Mahomes and Jackson. I really love that Dallas Cowboys offense. And, I mean, if you really wanted him, I mean, he was going to have to take him there probably. Uh, to get him. Uh, I don't hate the pick. I don't. No, that was a good pick. Um, You know, he's my number three as well. He's on his own tier after the top two. Um, I do have him better than, you know, Kyler, uh, even Russell, who I have loved uh, the past couple of years. But I agree, like, if he he had to take him there if he wanted him. Yeah, think about the value of that versus, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, who went at 3-2. Man. I mean, man, what great value. Uh, followed that up with uh, 
Brandon Cooks at the 612. Uh, I like Brandon Cooks. I like the opportunity. Uh, I would have rather of him been my wide receiver three or maybe my flex. What do you think, Vince? I mean, he is his wide receiver three. Uh, but, yeah, um, I like Brandon <laughs> Cooks. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm sitting here, and you're like, yeah, Diggs is the number one receiver. I'm like, he's got Julio. I don't Am I just forgetting about Julio? And it's just how everybody forgets it. about Julio. That's the issue. Like, for some reason, he goes at 212. Like, yeah, I don't crazy. understand it. Like, I know that, you know, uh, I passed on him, but I don't like missing out on tight end. I don't yeah. want to play the tight end lottery. That's why I took Kittle. Yeah, five. Like if it literally wasn't for that, like Julio would be on my team. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, tight end is what it is. But yeah, everybody forgets about Julio. Yeah, sorry about forgetting about you. <laughs> I know that I always thought you were better than Antonio Brown, and that's why you didn't want to make that wager. Um, and look where you are now. So yeah, love respect for Julio. Uh, all right, uh, we got Dave Montgomery at the seven one. Uh, Dave Montgomery. Uh, who was hurt at the time of the pick. Which uh, yeah, and an interesting player, and he's still hurt. And we're still yeah. in the nervous status, right? Yeah, we're not sure. Um, I don't think Tariq Cohen gets any more work just because Tariq Cohen has his role. Uh, there's some buzz about Ryan Nall. Um, I mean, it's pretty deep, though. I mean, even in a 12-team league, I wouldn't be looking at him. Uh, I don't know what that offense is going to look like with Mitch Trubisky now announced as a starter. That um, was going to happen. I felt like that was the only way they could go. They were going to go. They were going to yeah. the Foles and then give it back to Trubisky. That just didn't make sense. I felt like they had to go Trubisky and then let Trubisky lose the job to Foles. They also didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which I thought was a reason why they could have went with Nick Foles, though, too. I don't think Foles or uh, Trubisky's bad. Um, I don't think Foles is good either. Like that's the thing. Like they have these two barely startable quarterbacks, and it's just kind of. Poor. I don't Alan think there's. Robinson. I don't. I know, dude. Allen Robinson still balls. He's like another my guy. Like that guy is just so good where it doesn't matter the quarterback play. Um, yeah. But back to the running backs. I mean, I don't think. I mean, like, if Montgomery's out and Tariq Cohen and then Ryan also starter, like, I don't know if not. Like, he's he's going to be a pickup, but, like, I wouldn't be excited. I wouldn't be, you know, dropping everything to go pick him up. Right. All right, so uh, he followed it up with uh, back-to-back wide receivers. He went with uh, Manuel Sanders at 8-12 and then Darius Slayton at uh, 9-1. I have no problem with either one of those picks, honestly. Nope. No problem. People don't like Sanders. Um, I don't know why. Um, he's a great route runner. Uh, he was able to ball out in the playoffs for the 49ers last year. Um, I know they cut him, but he's still really good route runner. He's got that guy. Oh, Drew Brees throwing him the ball. Uh, so that's good. always yeah. I'm. I think he's pretty good. He's uh, so he's got him throwing the ball. Um, I mean, he's the reason why. I mean, Michael Thomas is still number one, but and I know Michael Thomas can't repeat what he did last year, but I think a good amount of those targets are going to go to Sanders. Um, everyone's going to be all over Michael Thomas. Uh, Sanders is going to be there. Um, he's still good. I know he's old, but he's 
still going to be productive. I think he's he's not going to be productive in a way that's good in fantasy, but it's going to take away kind of everything else. I think he might be like a low-end flex play week to week uh, with possible like upside from there. But. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Now we uh, let's look at uh, 10 and 11 minutes. We got uh, looks like Duke Johnson. At the ten, at the one twenty, yeah, and then uh, carry on Johnson. He likes his Johnsons at the one twenty one. I really have nothing to say about these players. I have no feelings for them, and that I do not want them on my fantasy team. Um, carry on Johnson, there is fine. Uh, Duke Johnson, he could have waited for. So I was kind of targeting Duke Johnson, um, in like full PPR leagues. Definitely not at the tenth round for sure. Um, easily could have waited. I don't think anybody else um, has taken him either. But. All right. Uh, then let's see. Uh, at 144, he went to kill Harry. And 145, he went to Vikings defense. Uh, Harry, Harry's interesting. I know the, the, uh, the pa- Patriots have made some cuts, but it just doesn't seem like they're convinced in the kill Harry. I get that feeling. I don't know. Do you get that feeling, Vince? Um, I think they're still going to give him a chance. Uh, he still does have the talent. Um, you know, last year was his rookie season. Not a lot of rookies ball out on their first year. Um, right. So not really a big surprise on that. Um, Nikhil Harry, you know, now he has, you know, he had Tom Brady before. He's got Cam Newton. So he's got the quarterbacks throwing to him. From what I heard, he didn't have that great of a camp. Um, but it's just one of those, I mean, with your 12th pick, it's just like a wait and see type of thing. I mean, yep. you can draft him now. You could see what happens, see what happens in the first two, three weeks, you know, drop him later. Not a big yep. deal. I mean, yep. Absolutely. agree. All right. Um, moving along. I mean, defense, Vince and I, we, you know, we feel like defense, we'll just skip over it. And then 14, 12, uh, Dave Richards, big sleeper, uh, this year, uh, John Smith at one sixty-eight. I mean, I was all over uh, Darren Roller last year, and uh, that tight end guru, Dave Richard, came through, and uh, he's banging mm-hmm. for John in, in 10. Uh, and now this draft was before the John announcement and uh, of Dave Richard's pick of the John announcement. And, uh, I mean, it feels bad to be on the wrong end of that. I didn't know how uh, Dave Richard is with tight ends, and that's why I love following Dave Richard because I know how he is with tight ends. He's a, the tight end whisperer. And, uh, man, I love the – obviously, I love the pick. I mean, if, if you're picking John in the 14th, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mentioned, you know, wanting to have one of those top tight ends. Sorry, I was trying to bring it up. Um, so I'm in four leagues this year um, because I'm a psychopath. Um, in three of them, I have a top tight end. The other one uh, took a dart throw at two of them. One of them is Shanu. Uh, the other was Blake Jarwin. I was going to um, say Baby Kittle. Was Baby it? Kittle, yeah. Um, so I'm really high on both of those guys. Uh, yeah, just to kind of touch on uh, Jarwin, he flashed last year. I know they brought in CeeDee Lamb. We talked about Dak. You know, I just think he's going to throw up a ton of points. You know, I think it's going to get spread around. Uh, back to Janu, he is a freak athlete. I know the volume wasn't there. Everything about the Titans was hyper-efficient last year. Um, I don't think they're as efficient. I mean, you just – I mean, just number-wise, like, they're going to regress. But 
coming into, you know, another year with the offense, you know, same quarterback, A.J. Brown is there. Um, I just think he's going to take that next step. I think the volume is going to increase, which will at least offset some of that um, hyper efficiency. But yeah, big, big Johnny fan is in the later rounds. Yeah, yeah, it's spicy. It's spicy for sure. Um, and then let's round out Tim's team and then just grade it. Who uh, we went with Alshon at 15-1 and then Baker Mayfield to close out his team. Uh, I mean, it's Alshon at 15th round. Who knows when he'll play? Who knows if he'll even play for the Eagles? So I'm okay with the pick. You can always cut him. Yep. Uh, and then Baker. I mean, you want a second quarterback for your team? You know, fine. I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? You might need one for COVID or whatever. You know, I'm fine with it. Never know. So uh, if I was going to rate this team uh, on a scale of A to F, where A is the best and F is failure, I'm going to go with D. I'm thinking this team is uh, is going to really struggle. Um, I think that the running back room is really weak. I think that the tight ends – uh, is probably the biggest position of strength. Um, but to have Christian McCaffrey come out with such a bad running back room, like that to me, I mean, and I will bang the horn for running backs. Uh, for me, uh, Tim, man, I'm sorry, man, but it's a D for me, bro. So with Christian McCaffrey, and I kind of talked about this with you um, because of just the way that I draft and kind of my philosophy. If you take that top, running back I mean obviously not everybody's Christian McCaffrey but you really only have to fill one running back spot um so he just needs one running back out of the other three that he picked um one of them's carry on who's hurt all the time and one Mm -hmm. is David Johnson who is hurt right now no you um Dave Montgomery yes not David yeah yeah yeah, my bad David Montgomery uh carry on I have I was saying the same things about. He's got too many Johnsons. Yeah, because of the Duke and Carry On combo. Yeah, but uh, everything that I said, I meant for Carry On. Um, He's hurt a lot. For sure. Uh, David Johnson or David Montgomery is hurt now. Um, I've he didn't draft a second running back, which you know is going to do it. Um, Wide receivers have to get there. Julio is going to be good for him. Diggs is going to be up and down. I mean. He might be consistent, but I just feel like that's just a high volatile player. Um, Cooks could be consistent. I mean, he really needs his wide receivers to hit. Slayton can really come on, uh, who I'm a fan of. Um, He can really come on, but Daniel Jones has to take that jump. Um, And they have a rough schedule at the beginning of the year. Um, My grade, I mean, I'm leaning like C-. minus. Yes. Um, I don't think it's that bad. I think just the fact that he has McCaffrey, like the fact that he yeah. has McCaffrey, like it can't be terrible because McCaffrey is almost like having two running backs sometimes. Yep. Yeah. 200 touches. He's, it's scary. All right. All right. So the second pick, and we're going to have to get through these a little bit quicker events. For sure. Um, we're going to go to the Griglis, so George's team. Okay. So one, two, I mean, you had to think, right. I mean, Barkley and McCaffrey, you know, so one, two, we went Barkley. Uh, Barkley, your number two running back, Vance, any argument with that? Uh, I have Elliott over him, but, I mean, okay. we're splitting hairs right there, so. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, nothing wrong with that. And then uh, 
at the 211, he went with uh, Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin's in my top five, so uh, I love the pick. Even though it's over Julio, I still think you're. I think you're splitting hairs with that the, those guys, but that's just me. What do you think, Vince? Uh, Godwin's my number four wide receiver. If I didn't take Kittle, uh, I would have taken Julio, and then I would have taken Godwin. Okay, so he's right there for available. you. So, yeah, so Julio's for sure. your three, Godwin's your four. Yeah, to get him at 211 is, is, is really awesome, and to follow it up with Barkley. I'm a huge fan of Tyree Kill, so Tyree Kill is, uh, is my three. I got Godwin at uh, four, and Julio at five. Or, I, like I said, Julio and Godwin are both like right there for me. Um, so yeah, nothing wrong with that pick in my opinion. And then he went three, two, immediately wanted to get a quarterback and grab that Russell Wilson. Whew. Um, I will never have Russell Wilson on my team again. I will curse his name for as long as fantasy football allows me to curse his name. I will never forget the five interceptions he threw in my playoff game. And, uh, yeah, it, it stung. It still stings a little bit, not as much as like the Antonio Gates 40 burger, but it stings. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was going to make a league reference, but I've decided to pass. Um, so, yeah, he followed up with Russell. And then if you look, another one. So he followed up with Andrew. So he filled in his top four starting positions to start. Um, I don't think it was meant to be. I'm not really sure on the Russell Wilson pick. I mean, if people like Russell Wilson, like I get it. Um little early for me, but, I mean, I'll literally wait forever on quarterback. Yep, it's deep. Um, it's just so flat. Like, people don't realize, like, like, even with Mahomes and Jackson. So, if they do what they did, if they do this year what they did last year, absolutely worth a second-round pick. Do I think they're going to? Probably not. Um, not even with that's... Russell Wilson – they're just because of the position that they play like to get somebody who even drew Brees or even you know a lesser guy like big ben like even though big ben's hurt like the points difference just it isn't there to value that high of a uh a pick in uh you're gonna fall behind on wide receiver and running back which we'll get into um and then I've mentioned to you before, just kind of off to the side conversation, if I'm taking a tight end early or a quarterback early, I'm not taking the other for a very long time. Because yeah. when you do take both, you are falling behind at the more premium positions. Um, so to invest so much on a onesie position, um, it's just really hurting your team. I agree with you. Absolutely agree. Um, all right, so let's continue to go through the team. You already mentioned the Andrews pick, and we're both good with the Andrews there, right? I get four eleven. Yeah, no, I love the I love the Andrews pick uh, there at four eleven for sure. It's just but the roster makeup just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I don't. I think that people don't really get is just the roster construction. Sometimes, like yeah, like you might get values and stuff like that, but your overall team might be hurting because of it. Yeah, look at that wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and we'll talk about it. Um, so he went with the, at, five, at number 50, Mark Ingram, uh, as his RB2. And do you know what? I'm, I'm cool with that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, running as back far as Lamar Jackson offense. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, the touchdown regression might happen. But, uh, you know, also he might still get a ton of touchdowns. 
I don't know if the regression hits them as hard. I mean, like, unless that offense just completely falls off the earth, they're going to get towards the end zone. Like, they're going to be there. Yep. I mean, unless J.K. Dobbins, you know, just completely takes over, um, which, you know, J.K. Dobbins is is a talent. Um, you know, people were, you know, really high on him coming out of the draft. You know, it's possible. I don't think Mark Ingram just goes away. But, you know, I mean, even if they're in the end zone, he – there's a good chance he gets touchdowns, especially early in the year. All right, so uh, he went with uh, his sixth pick as Tyler Boyd as his wide receiver, too. Uh, I'm okay with it. Um, there were some guys that went uh, a little after him that I would have rather have had. Um, but I still am not – I'm not hating on the pick. I think Tyler Boyd's got mega upside, uh, especially with Joe Burrow talking him up and, you know, I think that Boyd could be that guy to take the next step and be that number one in uh, Cincinnati and take the reins from AJ Green. It could happen. What do you think, Vince? Yeah, I mean, I I do like Boyd. Um, he's just one of those guys that I just haven't been drafting, um, not because I don't like him, um, but kind of because he always goes earlier or I just like guys better. But – even with A.J. Green, uh, I think that guy's going to ball out. You mentioned Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow might break the record for uh, rookie, like all the records for rookie uh, throwing yards and touchdowns and things like that. They're saying he's the best. I can't, I can't remember the last name that, that was said, but he's like the best prospect in like a it's really luck, long right? time. Uh, I think it was luck, yeah. Yeah, so, I think it was since Luck is what I heard. It's like the best quarterback to come out since then. So, uh, and Luck was was very, you know, in the scouting community, just checked all the boxes. Um, he does have a rough schedule in the beginning. Um, that offensive line isn't that good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, to get back on Boyd, uh, I think he do. Uh, he can be uh, a good receiver on that team, uh, even with AJ Green healthy. Uh, I do like that pick though. All right, uh, with the next pick after Boyd, and my Boyd's a special player. Let's get that straight. Um, so, yeah, I love the pick. Uh, could have had other guys, but I like the pick. Uh, number 74, he went with Kareem Hunt. This is uh, RB3. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's great value getting Kareem Hunt in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really to touch up on there. Um, yep. If He I could mean, be – I mean – we talk about it all the time. If if you have no uh, if you have no Nick Chubb, Green uh, Hunt's uh, number one, maybe RB two overall. I can't put him ahead of McCaffrey even in my wildest dreams. Uh, but yeah, special. Um, he'd probably be number five for me. Yeah. Um, I mean Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, definitely like those guys a lot more. But yeah, Kareem Hunt is a special talent. If Nick Chubb isn't there, he's definitely a top five play every week. All right, so who did he go with after? Uh, so he followed up with James White and then Christian James Kirk. White. James White. Uh, you know, I'm not really – I don't want to invest too heavily into New England, but I understand the pick. Yeah, yeah I mean, he always catches passes. You know, yeah. who, who knows what's going on with that backfield. Uh, Fine with it. It's a good pick, I think. Yeah, Cam Newton likes throwing to running, running backs. Back. Sure, yeah, it's fine. And then nine uh, two, uh, went with Christian Kirk as his wide receiver. Is this wide receiver three? Am I seeing that right? 
Uh, wide receiver three. Yeah. Okay. Um, the third best wide receiver in Arizona, I think, as far as targets. Yeah. Um, yeah. It might not be the best talent. I mean, I still think that Larry Fitz is going to command a lot of targets behind DeAndre. Um, but Christian Kirk, I could see him being that second guy. Uh, Vince, I know you're a huge Cardinals fan. So tell me, am I just am I just not do not know what I'm talking about? Is Larry Fitz that big of a factor this year? So the thing with Larry Fitz is he hasn't been – he's kind of been like a part-time player. Um, he doesn't play a lot like in the beginning of the year. Uh, he plays on crucial downs and that type of thing. So that's why like you'll see him randomly get a touchdown uh, because they still do use him, you know, red zone, that kind of thing. Um, but he's not playing as many snaps. Um, Christian Kirk – Definitely has a talent. They have a lot of talented receivers there behind, you know, Larry Fitzgerald and now DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Andy Isabella is more of like a specialist. Um, he's a he's a fast, fast guy. Um, I mean, they're talking about running four wide receiver sets uh, a lot. So with getting, you know, Isabella and then Christian Kirk in there, uh, I do like Kirk as a talent. Um, I th- think – He's going to have a good season, you know, kind of uh, be a bigger factor than Larry Fitzgerald. I think Larry Fitzgerald's still going to be there. Um, but Larry Fitz is just more crucial downs and kind of end of the year when they really need him type of thing. But, uh, I mean, we're drafting Kyler Murray. I mean, as, as high as we're drafting Kyler Murray, like, it's not going to be all DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think uh, Fitzgerald's going to get a lot of it. So it's got to be like, Christian Kirk, I mean, Fitzgerald's going to get some, but, you know, people got to catch all these yards and touchdowns that they're projecting Kyler for. No love for my man, Kenyon Drake, man. What's going on? I love Kenyon Drake. Oh, no, Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah. Not love the Drake. No, but I'm just saying, like, Kenyon Drake's going to get a lot. Hopkins, I think, is going to get a lot. Um, I mean, he's just too good to, like, people are shitting on, like, his volume going down. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is, like, too good for his volume to go down. I think he's going to still command a, a high target uh, market share. I get forgetting you to talk about Arizona. <laughs> I can go on about any team. No, you so could. I'm trying to like cut myself off. All right. And now 10th uh, round, he went with, uh, is that Adrian Peterson of the Detroit Lions? One uh, yeah. It says Detroit now. Yeah. So, yeah. What about that? Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's fine. I mean, it's just the running back death, right? And then uh, is this the first? No, it's not the first defense off the board. But in the 11th round, picking the 49ers, D. Uh, Vince and I both feel the same way about D. So uh, It's a top defense, but I'm not taking yep. a defense there. Nope. Too much value. Uh, 12th round, uh, second tight end, Jared Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. Top 10 tight end. So if you're going to look for some t- tight end depth, I mean, as far as ADP top 10 tight end, uh, not someone I want on my team, Vince. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you? Um, Not a tight end that I was kind of drafting. Even if I was waiting, you know, I kind of mentioned Jarwin. I mentioned Janu. Um, he was so hyper-efficient last year. Um it's, I mean, it's bound to come down. You know, we talked about Emmanuel Sanders being there now. Michael Thomas is going to get targets. I don't think Jared Cook's going to get the targets. Drew Brees does, does like him in the red zone. 
Um, so, I mean, he's just one of the – I mean, he's like the tight end poster boy. You're hoping for a touchdown. If he doesn't get a touchdown, then you're kind of sad. Yep, yep absolutely. Uh, and then we got a QB2 of uh, Cam Newton, the starter for the New England Patriots. Uh, nothing wrong with a backup quarterback. And, uh, I mean, Cam Newton is one of those guys that I could see being a top-five quarterback if things break the right way. What do you think, Vince? Absolutely. And they get him at 13-2. Now imagine if he didn't draft Russell Wilson and he got yeah. something else. <laughs> and his starting quarterback was Cam Newton. And it's, not that, it's not that bad. Like, I'm just saying. That's why I wait on quarterback. Yep. Like, you could still roll out there with Cam Newton. I love Russell, but – Again, it's the position. Yep, position scarcity just goes to show you that Newton pick. Um, uh, 14-11 went with that Traquan Smith of Northampton's. I mean, hey, nothing wrong with getting guys that are are getting uh, targets from Drew Brees. And uh, he's one of those kind of guys that I could see breaking out. And I love the dart throw in the 14th round. Um. I like it and I don't like it. So I liked it when Emmanuel Sanders wasn't there. I don't like it because he's there now. Um, right. He's a small, speedy guy. Um, we'll get those, you know, uh, high air yard type of throws and that kind of thing. But Michael Thomas, you know, Kamara is going to be catching. You know, we got Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know how much is going to be left for Trey Quinn Smith. Get it. Absolutely get it. Um, and then Vince, I know this pick's going to stay you to 15 too. Uh, LaVisca Chanel. I don't yeah. want to say anything. I don't think I want to say anything. I'm going to let you talk about LaVisca Chanel, Vince, because I know you love the guy. I mean, yeah. I didn't think – I mean, it's the 15th round. I just didn't think that he was going to be one of those guys that people are going to be picking. I thought he was low enough to where um, he wouldn't have been taken. Um I would have taken it. Like, if I thought that there was a chance, I just would have taken him instead of Pollard. Um, but, yeah, uh, great talent, especially now that they don't have Fournette. He could play – he could get some running back snaps as a wide receiver. Um, that would be exciting. So many, so many things you can do with this guy, you know, just being wide receiver, running back, just getting him the ball, and I think they understand – um, that they can do that with him, even though the Jaguars are clearly tanking. Um, I do think that they're going to roll up, roll this guy out and just kind of, you know, let him go. And then he finished out his team with uh, Deshaun Jackson in the 16th round. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Awesome value. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome value. Um, George's team, I think this team is uh, honestly, like looking it up and down, I see – some pretty quality uh, uh, at all positions. Um, really seems like uh, the kind of team that I could see having a winning record and maybe making the playoffs. What do you think, Vince? I mean, he hit every position early. Um, so yeah. he's going to have some core staples every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much he just has to fill in just kind of uh, all those you know, other spots. I don't know. I think this is like, I look at the individual players that he picked, you know, Mark Ingram, Kareem Hunt, James White, like, yeah, like if Chubb gets hurt, Hunt's there. Like, I just don't see a lot of ceiling with this team at all. A lot of floor. You're absolutely right. Right. 
super high floor. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys, like I love for that reason, because you need balance in your team, but there's no Tyler Boyd. Yep. Yeah. There's no ceiling play here. And I think that's, what's going to, what's going to cap this team. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure we'll see some teams that have some ceiling. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I already said, I like George's team. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a strong B. A strong B, George. I think uh, I think that's fair. I'll go B minus. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like it. He will, like I said, I, he will have that floor. So uh, it's just yeah. a matter of you know when those big when some of those players hit uh, is when they'll go off. All right, now this is a team that I honestly could not wait to talk about, and. Uh, and it's obvious. It's a, the relationship is personal. It's my boss's team, and uh, man, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll take the shots for you. Oh man, it's an ugly one. I gotta sit up for this. Uh, so yeah, it's half PPR, and yeah, it's a half point for first down. And uh, Sean went uh, at the one three, uh, skipping over Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara, and took Michael Thomas. Uh, and I can't argue with anyone for taking Michael Thomas. Uh, he is the best wide receiver. He is my wide receiver one. And if you feel like you have to have him, then you go get him. But I'm not paying that draft capital for Michael Thomas. I'm not paying the 103 to, to sacrifice what I'm doing there in the back two. If, I'm no, if I know that I have 103 and I want Michael Thomas, I'm moving back. What do you think, Vince? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if it was full PPR, um, I would fully endorse it. Uh, like you said, you know, we don't need to talk about Michael Thomas, the player. Uh, it is half PPR. So, I mean, in our draft yesterday, I mean, I've been I've been zero running back drafting for, you know, a lot of reasons. If I was in his spot, I would have taken Elliott. Um, again, we like the player. Uh, I get it. If you want to go anti-fragility, um, you know, not having that, that running back early to get hurt and to kill you, you know, Michael Thomas is most likely, you know, going to be putting up numbers every week. But that's the only reason – hold on, let me get this point in. So that's the <laughs> only reason that you would go there, Michael Thomas, at three and a half PPR, is you want to be anti-fragile. You want – you know, safe uh, play. But then he follows it up with Melvin Gordon on Denver. And then he goes David Johnson. Do you think that maybe completely blew my mind? Do you think he had a draft sheet from 2019? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, you were with him. You tell me. I wasn't with him. Wow. But like that, that, that's the only thing I don't understand. Like, you could even a half PPR. If you want to take Michael Thomas at three, I'm not gonna like that's fine. Like you can make the argument, but then to follow it up with fucking Melvin Gordon and David Johnson, like uh, I, I look, I, get, I, just, I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, me either. The the running backs and uh, and David Johnson was actually the only running back selected in the third round. Um, and uh, yeah, Johnson is real. Wow. Um, wow. So, I mean, Sean, ooh, that's rough, man. I mean, I'm avoiding those after, I mean, after my drop off is 
after Aaron Jones. I think that's around 13. Uh, everyone, uh, after Miles Sanders, I think the, the waters get super, super murky. Um, I guess you could argue that uh, James Conner should be in that discussion, but man, I do not want, I do not want uh, the situation of Melvin Gordon or the situation of David Johnson. Uh, and I do not want to spend second and third round draft capital on them when I could potentially spend fourth, third and fourth round capital on someone that is about the same guy. Uh, you know, you look, if we look deeper down the draft, you see Todd Gurley and, and Le'Veon Bell go to a, a team in fourth and fifth round. Now you could have done that in the fourth and fifth round. I'm not, I'm not hating it as much, but man, do I hate it. Uh, Sean, I cannot believe this. I mean, this is, this is criminal. I think if you take one of those guys, like, so I agree. I have Connor higher than both of them. I just feel like both of those guys are the same guy. Um, They have great talent. Uh, Melvin doesn't get hurt as much as David Johnson. Um, He just didn't need to take him that high. Like, I don't think anybody's taken David Johnson there. I mean, like, he is number three, so if he wanted him, he had to take him there. But, like, you only need one of those guys. Like, you don't need both of them. Um, Yes, there are three receivers. I feel – right, and that's another thing. Um, I like Melvin Gordon. He's going to 50-50 split with Philip Lindsay. How do you justify a second round for that? Yep. David Johnson – going to get most of the, the work. I love Duke Johnson, great football player. They don't give him the ball for some reason. So, you know, David Johnson's going to gonna get the ball. So, I'm, I, I mean, it's still early. I don't know. I just – I don't get it. Yep. Yeah, me either. F. Anyway, uh, continuing on that team, uh, put an F's in chat, guys. Um, so, wide receiver two went with uh, Tyler Lockett. Fine with it. I think it's Love it. I think Love it's it. um, wide receiver three, uh, Keenan Allen, also great. Love it. That's great. I think, I think, and, and I really think the wide receiver room really came together uh, with the sixth round pick of uh, Devontae Parker. What do you think, Vince? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they kind of talk about this as, you know, you can uh, get all these running backs early because wide receivers are so deep. I mean, that, that kind of shows you. You know, um, you know, not a ton of running backs have gone have gone to this point, but a good amount. And to still land, you know, Lockett, Keenan Allen as a second and third receiver, and you know, Parker as a flex play. I mean, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start the season. We saw what Parker does with Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he can, can kind of continue that from last year, Keenan Allen, you know, Mike Williams is going to be out the first month of the season. There's not going to be anybody besides Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen's a great talent. Uh, and then Lockett, also, you know, a top route runner. Um, his wide receivers are absolutely strong. Yep, very, very strong. All right, uh, going to a seventh-round pick of TJ Hawkinson. And this was at 7-3. Uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, a truly not great draft pick. Um, what do you think, Vince? I love the player I don't like where he was drafted. Yep. Yep. Big opportunity. Uh, but uh, like I like you said, I mean, right after him went Evan Ingram, who I have a lot more faith in. Hunter Henry went. Hunter Henry, who I have more faith in. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I, I like a lot more. 
uh, than Hawkinson, especially in this in the seventh round. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else to really say about it. Um, but yeah, Hawkinson. I mean, if he stays healthy, I mean, all we we all we judge him on is week one of last year, right? So it's like yeah, he played the Cardinals who were last year. Forget like about all the time he's hurt and all the time that Stafford's been hurt. Uh, so there's a lot of room for him to grow. And yeah, maybe he could be a tight end one, but I'm not paying that draft capital when his ADP is way down. Yeah. Uh, all right. So who did he follow that up with? Uh, followed it up with Jordan Howard out of Miami. That's um, fine. Under the eighth round. I mean, where, the, where the pick happened is fine. Uh, there's, I, that's a big floor play, not a ceiling play. So not really my style. Um, but I know. But. I don't hate the pick. I mean, the Dolphins weren't too bad. Uh, they came around towards the end of the season. They were better than people thought uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. If they can get going, uh, their defense is really uh, flying under the radar. You know, they got Minka Fitzpatrick, who balled out, who they got from the Steelers. Uh, I believe they drafted uh, a corner. Don't quote me. I don't remember, but I feel like they drafted uh, high capital in the draft on their defense. So their defense is going to be good. If Ryan Fitzpatrick can, you know, can can kind of do what he did at the end of the year, uh, that team's going to be going to be good. And if that's the case, you know, I know they have kind of two running backs there, but Jordan Howard, I think, is going to be the main runner with Matt Breida kind of, you know, doing what he does and kind of catching passes. Yep. All right, so he followed that pickup with uh, Tevin Coleman at uh, at 99. And actually, I think uh, if I had to highlight any of his picks that I really loved, uh, I love Tevin Coleman. And I really think that I would rather pay for Tevin Coleman in the ninth than pay for Raheem Mostert at his uh, ADP. Uh, Vince, where do you come out on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, whenever it's a muddy backfield, uh, you all like the best pick is usually the the lowest cost guy. Um, I like Tevin Coleman. You know, he did a lot for that team when he was starting. Um, I just don't know what that backfield is going to be. Yeah. And I would rather take, like I, I've been dra- let me let me get this straight. I've been drafting Tevin Coleman like where he's been going, but when I see him on my bench, like. I don't really see him doing anything without an injury. Like, he he might be a bi-week starter. Like, if I need a running back, like, I'll throw him in there. hope he gets a touchdown. But, like, I was really high on him. But, like, as of late, like, I'm just – I'm not really feeling it just because of, like, kind of what that team does with running backs. And, yeah. I mean, I saw last year what, what looked like a boomer bust running back. Um so those are the kinds of players that I want on my bench. So I like the pick. Um, so going up with his, his only quarterback, and I think this is a great quarterback to be his only quarterback. That's Matt Stafford. Uh, so I, I think the pick's great. It was in the 10th round. You waited on quarterback. Um, no problem with that. You got Matt Stafford. You waited and still got Matt Stafford. Yep. Uh, and then we went to the 11th round. He drafted his defense, uh, Steelers defense. Uh, it's a great defense. Uh, it could be the number one defense. I believe in the Steelers. Uh, I mean, you can only acknowledge how great they became once they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, and, uh, but, I mean, I just not. it's too early for a defense for me. Anything you want to add about that, Vince? Or? 
Nope, too early. Definitely tough defense. Uh, and then uh, we went with uh, his last running back that he selected, which was uh, Carlos Hyde from Seattle. Ugh. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see how he'll ever, uh, how he'll ever uh, start uh, for Seattle. Um, I don't care what coach speak Pete Carroll hits us with. Uh, I just don't see a clearing, uh, bearing a Chris Carson injury that Carlos Hyde sniffs the field uh, in a meaningful way. So I think it's more of a depth thing. I don't think it's a, a player thing. I still think they're going to roll out with Carson. Uh, this is just me. Like, I have no inside information. I still think they're going to roll out with Carson uh, a lot. I think Hyde is just kind of a piece because uh, Penny uh, has been banged up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he went on the IR or the, the pup or whatever it is, uh, but I know it was debatable of him starting the season. So I think they just needed, you know, a number two guy uh, because they knew that they weren't going to have Penny. So I think it's more of that than more of he's going to get into starting uh, a workload. Absolutely. All right. And then he followed that pickup with uh, Mike Gusecki as the second tight end in the 13th round. Mm -hmm. Love that pick. Love the opportunity for Mike Gusecki. And uh, the area yards are huge. Um, and uh, the pro he profiles like a wide receiver. And, uh, yeah, a lot of it was opportunity last year. But if he gets that opportunity this year, uh, I could see him being better than T.J. Hawkinson. And uh, I think it's a great pick for a team that drafted T.J. Hawkinson first. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're not getting one of those top tight ends, you know, these are two guys that I would love to have on my team uh, with Hawkinson and Gasecki. You know, I think one of them is going to be good. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, you kind of hit on Gusecki just being like a, a freak athlete, could be could play wide receiver. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, in the 13th round, like, see what he does. If not, yep. you can drop him. If, you have, if he does great, then you have a starting tight end. Yep. And then he closed out his draft with three wide receivers. He uh, Hunter Renfro in the 14th, Zach Pascal in the 15th, and uh, Kenny Stills in the 16th. Just some dart throws. Um, not huge upside with Renfro, a little bit more upside with Pascal and Stills. Uh, but I can't um, – I mean, obviously, these are players that I've drafted. Um, I do not feel comfortable drafting Renfro with Henry Ruggs' role. But I uh, I don't hate the pick. I think that the half UBR half point for first downs. Uh, I mean, Renfro could make a huge impact, and he could he could end up being a flex option for you. Um, Zach Pascal, kind of similar. Uh, who knows how Rivers is going to love his targets. Personally, I'm a big believer in Paris Campbell, but um, I could see Zach Pascal getting some work. And then Kenny Stills always has that opportunity to get, get you four for 80 any week. Yeah, Renfro, um, I mean, in the 14th round, you can't hate it. Um, you did mention Ruggs. Uh, Tyrell Williams is out now. Um, so Brian Edwards is going to fill in that role. So Hunter Renfro is still going still gonna to see the field a good amount, uh, definitely more than the other two guys that he picked. Uh, I don't mind Pascal as like a player, but you talk about the other guys on the team, T.Y. Hilton definitely starting. Then you have Paris Campbell. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. 
Holy shit. Uh, let me look this up. Who's the other guy? Ferris Campbell and uh. He's on Mike's team. Uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. He's one of Heath Cummings' guys. What's his name? Pittman. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. So you have Michael Pittman, who they drafted this year, um, who they the Colts raved about um, for good reason. I don't know. Just as the fourth receiver, I just don't don't see it. Even if he is rotating in as like the third receiver, Kenny Stills. We know who Kenny Stills is. All right, so uh, I'm going to finish off by talking about Sean's team uh, by giving it an F. It is the worst team in the league, and I would not be surprised if he went 3-11. Uh, and, and that's the end of what, what I'm going to say about his team. It's trash. I can't say that he's the worst team in the league only because I haven't thought about it in that way. Um, it's kind of bad. His wide receivers might carry him. Uh, if one of his tight end hits, he might. He drafted okay. David Johnson instead of Tyree Kill. Let's stop talking about. I'm trying. You're you're going dark side. I'm trying to go bright side here. <laughs> I'm still going <laughs> to give it a D, okay. um, just because of the wide receivers he does have. Yeah, um, wide receivers are good. All right, Sean, your wide receivers are good. All right, uh, moving on to uh, Jake and Kate's team. So. Uh, Jake and Kate's team, I was actually impressed how it ended up shaping out. Um, and it definitely looked like one of those teams that you talked about, Vince, where they just kind of fill their starting lineup. Uh, so 1-4, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I know you love the pick. You already said Zeke is your uh, number two in this format. So uh, not much to say there. No. I mean, I don't think they um, filled their starting lineup. Um, just looking at the value of players that they got, where they got them. Um, not to jump ahead, but Tyreek Hill, I was about to lose my mind if he fell to me in the third round. Um, so the fact that he went 3-4 um, is pretty insane. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you know, we skipped a little ahead on Tyreek Hill, but yeah, he went uh, in the second round, went with Miles Sanders, uh, who I think is a fantastic running back, and I love the value in the second round. I know that earlier on in the summer, his ADP was in the first round, some you know, offensive line concerns, some potential injury concerns, some day-to-day -day versus week-to-week -week jargon. Um, it is looking like he is now day-to-day. -day. Um, you know, I know Andy, I know that uh, uh, Peterson expects him to uh, be ready to go for the season opener. Uh, I like the pick, and I really think that I like Jake and Kate's team. I uh, the more I look at it, the more I think that this is the kind of team that if these guys stay healthy, he'll be all right. But the bench will really look rough. Um, so he went with, uh, like, like we talked about, Tyreek Hill at the 3-4, which was, I mean, incredible value. Might be the, might have been the pick of the draft, in my opinion, uh, for how far Tyreek Hill fell. And uh, Tyreek Hill is my number three. I, I just think he's an elite talent, and he can give you those 40-point weeks, uh, and uh, very few players can do that. Yeah, if Tyreek Hill is my fifth wide receiver, um, like if you were in the – like Mike was in the room with me, like I was going to lose my mind if I got Tyreek Hill um, just because, like, you have Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. Like, just incredible situation, incredible talent. Um yeah, I mean, I like Sanders. Kills. Um, yeah, 
Uh, I like Sanders. I think Boston Scott is going to be more involved than what fantasy owners want. So I'm just going to say that. I do love Sanders, the player, though. Yeah. All right, fourth round, what would Juju? Uh, Juju is my wide receiver, too, uh, in this format. I like um, – I think that Juju is uh, – um, if we get the Juju that we got second-year Juju – uh, we are going to be ecstatic if we get the Juju that we got last year, um, who looked inefficient even when he was healthy. Um, I mean, I see a lot of players that elevate from bad quarterback play. I look at I looked at Michael Thomas's body of work and how he played with just about anybody. I look at DJ Moore's body of work and how he played with just about anybody. Um, and then I don't know was was Mason Rudolph really that bad, Vince? Yeah, he's pretty bad. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll give Juju a pass. I think he's in it. I love the route running. I know how young he is. Uh, I didn't know that uh, he's actually younger than Van Jefferson. How crazy is that? Yeah. I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, like you mentioned, like if we, if Big Ben stays healthy, um, talk about steal the draft. I think it would be a bigger steal if he does what he does and Big Ben is healthy to get him at 4-9. Yeah. Like, that would be the seal of the draft, in my opinion. Right. The ceiling's 160 targets, right? So it's like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you're right. Could be the seal of the draft. 5-4, um, uh, Deshaun Watson is the, what, is this the fourth quarterback off the board, I believe? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, no, the fifth. Wait, no, yeah. After Dak. Yep. So, yeah, fifth quarterback, that's fine. I mean, I know I've played with jake and kate before and i know they like to have that elite quarterback so i'm not surprised about the pick there um i was thinking that you know my guess is that if they couldn't get Mahomes or jackson they were going to get a guy like uh uh deshaun watson so i'm not i'm not surprised and i think deshaun watson deserved what he got paid um on a personal note just seems like a fantastic human being um so i love the pick yeah, no, I mean, uh, fifth round, I mean, you talk about him going uh, the fifth wide receiver. I mean, some of those guys are interchangeable, like him and Kyler, and, you know, you can kind of switch them around. But to get Deshaun at 5-4, I think that was, that was great value. I mean, we don't need to talk about how great of a player he is, you know. Yep. So, I mean, Absolutely. yeah, you lose DeAndre Hopkins, but, I mean, you could argue the wide receiver core is better now than it was last year. No way. Over, overall, overall, mm. like a, overall perspective. Uh, I mean, I mean, besides Hopkins, who, who else was there? How many passes there? did Hopkins drop last year? Oh. All right. So who else was there? You're besides saying Hopkins? this. You're saying this is a Cardinals fan. I know. That, I know what's happening now. I know that's what's happening. You're saying this is a Cardinals. I fan. love the wide receiver uh, position. I love okay. all the top wide. Receivers. I know it's because you believe in Will Fuller, right? That's what it is. I like the lottery ticket that Will Fuller brings to my team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, If he can play over 10 games, I'll be shocked. Um, I was going to set the bar lower, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sixth round, A.J. Green is his wide receiver three. Good. Good. I like it. It's good. I mean, I'd rather have uh, Marquise Brown in the seventh, but A.J. Green in the sixth is uh, – yeah, but if Green hits, though, he's going to be better than Marquise Brown. Yep, he could. So I absolutely, like, like I agree with the pick that they made there. Like, I don't... Two picks before Tyler Boyd. 
So. Yeah, they've been – it's crazy. Like, Boyd and Green have been going, like, back-to-back in almost every draft that I see. Just got to be the, guess, all like, the camp talk. Know. People love to – I mean, they talk about the, the connection all the time between Burrow and Boyd. Um, all right, so after Green, he went with uh, Evan Ingram as his tight end. And um, I look at the other tight ends on the board, and I think that – in my opinion, it was the best tight end available. So I'm okay with it. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I believe I have Ingram number four after Andrews. Um, definitely like him more than Hooper. Uh, yeah. Definitely like him more than Higby and Waller. Um, if he can stay healthy, I mean, we kind of – who was it that we we're talking about? Him and Ertz. Like, if he's just one of those guys that, like, if he can, like, stay healthy, stay on the field, which I know, you know, you can say that about any player, but, you know, he's he's going to be good. Yeah, I definitely see a path for him to be the top, 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 top three potential. Yeah, for I sure. think he could lead the Giants in targets. I think that there's not a lot of tight ends that could lead their team in targets. I think you mentioned two of them, Zach Ertz and, uh, and Evan Ingram. Yeah, like, we have Kelsey, Kittle. Um, but, you know, somebody could really jump for that third spot, and Ingram is definitely one of those guys that could that could shoot for that third spot. All right, so now we got our uh, our third running back uh, with uh, Tariq Cohen, and uh, I think that that's great value, and I think that uh, getting Tariq Cohen is – Tariq Cohen is someone that I like on my team because he does give you that pretty safe floor. Even in a half PPR, he's still going to do some damage. Um, with the Dave Montgomery injury news, uh, you got to like him even a little bit more. Um, so I think that Cohen, I mean, last year really seemed like – could we label him as a bust last year, Vince? Um, but, no, I don't think so. I think he did really well. I think he did pretty good last year. He didn't feel like a great starter at all last year. It felt like it felt like it was. It just never seemed the, the Bears. That, that offense was just so bad. Uh, so maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess you could consider him a bust in that aspect. Like that offense was just so bad. And yeah. we kind of talked about Allen Robinson before the fact that he still put up those numbers. Um, I don't think it'll be even with Trubisky starting again. It can't be as bad as it was was last year. Like it just can't. Like that's how bad it was. Um, all right, so in the ninth round, we had our first defense taken by Jake and Kate, uh, and it was the Bills' defense. Um, by far their worst pick. I don't want to discuss it too much. I feel like we talk about it every time someone goes too early for a defense. Tenth yep. um, round, Matt Breida. Uh, fine with it. I think that he has more upside than Howard, who went in the eighth round. Um, I think that, yeah, there's the volatility, and yeah, you you know, I mean, he was hurt every other week for San Fran. Um, but I think that the talent is there. Uh, I know that the speed and the burst is there. I know the big play home run potential is there. So I'm cool with the pick. Great. Uh, then we went with the 11th round, went with Alexander Madison. Um, I understand it is that it just looks like a lottery ticket to me, Vince. Is it anything more than a lottery ticket? No, I mean, it's still good value. I mean, if Dalvin Cook goes down, you have an every week starter. And for somebody that didn't draft Dalvin Cook, you know, they're they're taking Madison. So if he does go down, that team now has Elliott Sanders and a start the starting of Madison. 
And then talk about another great pick by Jake and Kate's team, uh, Preston Williams in the 12th round. Really, really like it. Really like it. Yeah. I mean, like, when you get into these rounds, like, it's kind of hard to hate picks, but I do like Preston Williams a lot. Um, yeah. I feel like it's one of those things we talk about Devontae Parker in the sixth round, or you could have had Preston Williams in the 12th round. And you think about the, the opportunity and the talent, right? So Preston Williams goes down, Devontae Parker starts getting all these opportunities. Right. So who knows what it's going to be like when Preston Williams is back and healthy because he was dominant. Um, I mean, not Michael Thomas dominant, but he was, uh, he was, he was putting up pretty good numbers before he got hurt. So I really think that uh, there's a lot of opportunity there. I think that the pick is a, a smart one uh, that late in the draft. So I really like the pick. It's one of my favorite picks of that team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 13th round. Uh, honestly, Vince, I mean, I'm not, fancy guru like you but when I was told Irv Smith was picked I had to think for a second who's Irv Smith so uh, uh, as most people do is there anything you can say about Irv Smith um, he's a tremendous talent um, I don't think anybody was picking Irv Smith in the 13th round um, so they could have waited uh, He's a great dynasty play for when Kyle Rudolph is gone. Um, like I said, great athlete. Um, I kind of see Minnesota as Philadelphia with that, you know, Goddard. Like, I feel like he plays that Goddard role. Like, I think he's going to get a bigger target share this year. Um, but when you think about what they could have had, like, I mean, I feel like I would have rather taken Noah Fant at that point. I mean, Dallas Goddard was still available. Um, Janu Smith, like, I like the player, but there's just other options that were available if they really wanted a tight end there. All right. Uh, and then closing out his draft, uh, Daniel Jones is a backup quarterback. Took a second defense with the Colts. Blah. I don't like that at all. I mean, I love the Colts defense, and actually that's the defense that I've been targeting in all my drafts. But in the 15th or 16th round, uh, not as my second defense. Right. Imagine if they didn't take the Bills and they took the Colts there and they could have had another player for their team. Yep. Um, so Jake and Kate's team. I mean, honestly, I think it's a it's a quality team. It's the kind of team that I think uh, couldn't make the playoffs. It's the kind of team that looks like if it got de hit by an injury would just be devastated and dead in the water. So uh, not a lot of depth um, anywhere, really. Uh, so for me, uh, it's a it's a it's a B minus. Uh, I kind of want to give it a C plus, but the Tyreek Hill in the third round and the draft started so strong for Jake and Kate. They really hit home runs on the first five rounds, uh, in my opinion. So uh, B minus for me. I'm thinking like B or B plus. They did start really strong. Um, you know their first five rounds will carry their their first five picks will carry their team like you said there's nothing really behind it if they can manage it properly and kind of fill in those remaining spots it's going to be absolutely a playoff team but i'm i'll go with like a b so the fifth pick was you vince and uh i'm not gonna let you analyze any of your picks i'm gonna pick them apart and uh i'll I'm, give thoughts of what i was thinking during the yeah, pick but i'll let sure. you go ahead 
you can give thoughts on the picks. Okay, so uh, one five, you went Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, and uh, I really agree with Alvin Kamara at five. Uh, I I like I love the pick. Um, I would have picked him at four, uh, even with everything going on with his back and the contract issues. Uh, the talent's too strong. The touchdown regression uh, has to get better. There's no way he's only getting two, three touchdowns this year. Uh, it's just not going to happen. He's he's too good of a football player. Um, so, Vince, I'm not going to dog you at all for your first pick. Um, your second pick was uh, George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle, in my opinion, could be the T8, T1, uh, but you can't argue that he's one of top two tight ends. Um, I hate the offense that he's attached to. That's kind of why I shy away from Kittle. I just I know that he's one of those guys that the tight end targets are going to – he's going to be that number one tight end guy. Um, so I, I get why you want him. He's going to be the guy who leads his team in targets, and he is a freaking freak, right? We saw that during that Saints playoff game. Like what a monster he is. So love the pick. Uh, third round, you went uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I know how you feel about Allen Robinson. I know the talent. Um, I watched it in Jacksonville, and I watched uh, Blake Bortles just overthrow him uh, left and right. Uh, so Allen Robinson picks fantastic. Uh, you went Terry McLaurin in the fourth round as your wide receiver, too. I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's a fantastic talent. Uh, I love second-year wide receivers. I know both of us are big on second-year wide receivers. Uh, so I love the McLaurin pick. In the fifth round, you went Calvin Ridley, another fantastic wide receiver, one of those guys, hey, he could pass Julio Jones. I mean, I know he probably won't, but as your wide receiver three to get Calvin Ridley, I'd be happy with him as my wide receiver two. So I love that pick. Um, at 6'8", um, I might pause to let you talk about this pick, but I, I will just preface it. This is before uh, the signing of Leonard Fournette. You went with uh, Mr. Ronald Jones in the sixth round as your uh, RB2. Yeah, so this was the before the news. Um, I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn is, is clearly an afterthought at this point. There is a lot of hype for Keyshawn Vaughn early. You know, I don't think LaShawn McCoy is going to be much of just a veteran presence. Um, you know, in the sixth round, I didn't really like the receivers that were there. I definitely don't like the running backs that were there. I could have taken Kareem Hunt. Um, wasn't too big on it. I just think the upside was bigger with Ronald Jones. If he is the starting running back in a Tom Brady offense as my number two, I'm taking it. Um, I just think the upside was higher there. Um, I do... I did have a solid core at that point. Um, I mean, so that's that's pretty much what I was thinking there. Definitely, it was a it's my it was definitely a swing for the fences kind of pick. You know, you, the coach speak um, all off season about how hard Ronald Jones worked to get in shape and add on muscle, and uh, it really everything was trending in the right direction. You know, obviously Brady landing in Tampa Bay. And everything looked for what it was going to go Ronald Jones' way. And then just kept watching him just skyrocket up draft boards, right? And I think he capped out at about the fifth, sixth round. So where you got him uh, at the time uh, was probably good. I think I think we were probably at the height height of Ronald Jones uh, yeah. when we got him. It was like right before the news. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a rough pick, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, who knows what will happen in Tampa Bay? We still don't know. But, uh, I mean, how could you put Leonard? You're not going to pay Leonard Fournette for him to be on your bench. So, and Leonard Fournette, yeah, you know, one thing that Leonard Fournette is really good at is passport protection. And one thing that uh, they care about in Tampa 
his being able to protect their 40, 100-year-old quarterback. Uh, Touching statue quarterback. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so let's continue on your team. Uh, you went with my favorite pick, and I felt like it was kind of a dagger in me because I wanted him, and that was uh, Marquise Brown as your wide receiver four. Um, and, man, uh, we talk about a guy who can be a wide receiver one. Uh, he looks like Tyree Kill, and he makes plays like Tyree Kill. And if you can get a guy like Tyree Kill in that round, geez, really, in my opinion, uh, I, I was, I mean, I, I really, really loved your team. Vince at this point in the draft. So um, not only is he on my target list, he's in bold on my target list. Yep. <laughs> uh, you went with your RB3 as uh, Zach Moss. Um, I know you're a big believer in Zach Moss, so I like the pick. Um, and then you went in the ninth round with uh, Mr. Hype. The hype train is getting out of control with him, by the way, but Antonio Gibson uh, in the ninth round. I thought he fell uh, in the ninth round. The only person I was worried about taking him was you. Yes. Uh, I really wanted him on my team. So this was just after Adrian Peterson got cut. So ADP wasn't exactly up to date. So I didn't know exactly where he would have been going. And at that point in the draft, I had to have him. No, I don't think this was before ADP cut. I think this was way before AP was still on the team. Because remember, we already really? talked about how. Oh, that was this past weekend. Yeah. 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 yeah AP just got cut two days ago. So that was in the other draft where you also had to have Gibson and we'll talk. Oh yeah, my bad. I got confused. <laughs> I have to, I literally have to have him everywhere. I'm sorry. But that yeah, was, his ADP yeah. was in the ninth or tenth round uh, when you took him in at nine five, and that that was who I was targeting there. Um, so yeah, it was a great pick in the ninth round. Um, you you went with uh, my quarterback six, and I, I'm almost positive he's your quarterback six too, and that's Josh Allen in the tenth round. Seven, but yeah, I mean, right there. Okay, seven, yeah. I always forget, yeah, it's the big six and then the seven, yeah. Um, and then we had uh, Alan Zard in the 11th. Uh, I mean, he could be the wide receiver, too, in Green Bay. He's got a great quarterback. He's got a great wide receiver on the opposite side of him. And uh, I don't see many other people with uh, path to targets in Green Bay. So, hey, it could be a guy that you see if he works out, and then you cut him. So I'm fine with the pick. Uh, in the 12th round, you went with uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, situation in San Francisco, like I already talked about it, is super murky. He's not the kind of player I want. I don't want wide receivers attached to an offense that would rather have their wide receivers run jet sweeps uh, than run actual routes. So for me, uh, that a yak. Yeah. Uh, in 13th round, you went with uh, Chris Thompson. And uh, this was uh, before the day before the Fournette news. And uh, I really loved the pick. So it was a great pick. Um, and it was before Fournette, so great foresight, Vince. And then uh, in the 14th round, uh, you went with uh, John Kelly uh, from the Chargers. Josh, who, Joshua Kelly. Sorry, Josh Kelly from the Chargers, who, uh, I mean, he could be the guy that splits with uh, Austin Eckler. I think Eckler himself said that that would be a great one-two punch, so we could see a lot from him. Uh, in the 15th round, you went with just a lottery ticket to Tony Pollard, uh, someone that I assume you'll cut bait with at some point. And then in the 16th round, you went with a backup quarterback, Big Ben, pick no defense, uh, which is a strategy that I've seen you do before. Uh, and that's just uh, pick up a defense right before week one. I love the strategy. Uh, it's not something I do if there's a defense that I actually like for week one uh, or if there's just a defense that I just think is super, super strong and, and I get them in the last round. Um, but I love that you do that. And uh, Vince, um, honestly, 
I'm going to grade your team an A minus. I just can't give you an A because uh, I hate you. And I don't <laughs> have an A. Uh, but honestly, uh, I know I've told you this in confidence. Uh, your draft was awesome. You did a really good job. Yeah, so to, to kind of comment on the end there, uh, Tony Pollard, like I literally just took him at, for value. Like I think he's going in like the 10th, 11th round. So to get him in the 15th, I'm like, they're talking about possibly using him as wide receiver, like God forbid if Zeke goes down, like all that stuff. And then kind of Ben Roethlisberger was just a, like a whatever pick. Like I didn't want to take a defense, but then like immediately after the draft, I'm like, this basically is a defense pick. So the reason, so this is like a week ago. So right now we're at the weekend before the season starting. So there's a lot of time, especially in this COVID world that anything could happen. But I thought about it and I'm like, if anything, like no news is gonna come out that's gonna change Big Ben's value. So it's basically like taking a defense who I was able to get the Chargers, who they played the Bengals week one. So I still got the defense that I wanted. Um, but yeah, I feel really good about this team. Um, you know, we kind of talked about like I got Kamara. I don't really have a running back too, but with some of those upside picks, I just need to fill one spot. My wide receivers are strong, tight ends strong. So not the yep. load about my team, but that's just kind of what I was thinking. Right now we get to dog one of your boys. And uh, Mike. All right. So uh, well, I was in the room with, by the way. <laughs> so Mike uh, went one six, went with uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, I mean, I, that's about where his ADP is. I, that's around where you'd expect him to go. So I have no problem with the pick. Mm -hmm. uh, at the second round, he went with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, at this point, DeAndre Hopkins was the third wide receiver off the board. Uh, that pick for me, um, I'm not a Cardinals fan. I do like the talent, and I do like Cliff Kinsbury. I do love attaching myself to that kind of offense, but I'm not exactly sure. How do you not give DeAndre Hopkins 10 targets a game? Um, I don't see how he could not get 10 targets a game. I just, I think I just like Godwin and Tyreek Hill. I just like them more. Um, so for me, it's it was too early for Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, when we were talking about kind of my pick, I kind of walked through it like, you know, I was thinking Godwin Julio, like as a Cardinals fan, I'm still not taking Hopkins there. It's not that I don't love Hopkins. We all know what Hopkins can do, but it's just I like guys better is all it is. Um, Great pick could he, last could, he, year. could he pay off at 2-7? 100%. Yep. All right. So then at 3-6, he went with uh, Mike Evans. And uh, Mike Evans has massive upside, in my opinion. Um, I still think he has that that, that uh, speed uh, to make those big plays. Um, I do would rather have Chris Godwin on my team. Uh, obviously, he didn't have a chance to have Chris Godwin on his team, but Mike Evans as my wide receiver two in the third round. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Mike Evans. I think that's <laughs> might be partly why he picked him is because he knows I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then at the – He was uh, – was Sorry, one thing. He was pissed at me because he's a Bears fan, and I took uh, Allen Robinson right before. Right in front of him? Yeah. So maybe he took Mike Evans in spite. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Um, so in the fourth round, he went with Todd Gurley. Um, now, I'm a, I'm a fan of Todd Gurley. Um, I, I, I like Todd Gurley. Um, as a human being, I think he's a good guy. Um, I like 
Howie Hurdle's players. I don't get fantasy I, points for a nice I, list. I don't like when he has questionable workload in the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl and crush my dreams. But anyway, um, Todd Gurley in the fourth. I'd rather have wide receivers there. I am super duper scared of his knee. And uh, I can't imagine rostering him uh, if I'm paying any kind of draft value because I feel like um, if there's one thing I'm in touch with, it's what's going on with the Rams and the fact that uh, Todd Gurley's situation was what it was. I can't wait for 10 years down the road for us to get an HBO documentary on what happened with Todd Gurley's knee because that's what I really want to see. Uh, Hard Knocks make it happen. Um, But uh, I want to see that. Because uh, I don't think the true whole story is there, but regardless of the girly pick, I don't like the pick. I don't. I don't. Uh, I love the spot where he landed. I'm not sure where the land is doing, and I'm not sure what the workload is going to be. I'm not sure if his knee is going to hold up. The draft capital is too high. I could go on and on. I don't like the pick, Vince. I like Todd Gurley, the player. The problem is, is if like you need another guy with Todd Gurley at running back to kind of spell him. I don't know if. Atlanta has any good ones behind him. Brian Hill started last year. We saw what he did. Nothing special. Ito mm-hmm. Smith, nothing special. Yep. I mean, if they can spell him enough to not give him, you know, a crazy workload, even though that's what we want, but we know it's better to not give him that crazy workload because that knee can give out. I mean, we don't know what's going on with it. Apparently the Rams do. And the Rams let him go. Yep. So there is something there. Um, and they took a lot of money on that salary cap for letting him go. For oh. sure. And I listen to that stuff. Like, those types of moves weigh heavy on me more than, like, a coach speak or anything like that because those are big money decisions. So the fact that the Rams knew what they had and let him go, that scares me a lot. Like you said, love the landing spot. That's going to be a high-powered offense. They need a running back. It's just how many weeks are you are you going to get with Todd Gurley? I know you're right. You're right. I mean, we could talk about you know Matt Ryan throwing 600 passes, and I saw how dangerous Todd Gurley was in the passing game. I watched every single game he played for the Rams. So, um, yep, special player. Uh, but like you said, you can't count on him. Uh, fifth round, uh, Le'Veon Bell as his RB three, and. Uh, you only start two running backs in this league, Vince, and uh, with Le'Veon Bell at the draft capital he paid in the fifth round, um, what year was Mike drafting? And I'm just kind of curious, was was he drafting for this year or was he drafting for uh, – When I saw his cheat sheet, it said 2017 at the top. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe he thought it was 2017. I mean, if it was, he's fucking winning the league right now. Yeah, nice job. Uh, past Mike. Nice job. Love you, Mike. <laughs> uh, he went uh, uh, Michael Gallup in the uh, sixth round uh, as a wide receiver for three. Fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventh round, he went Hunter Henry uh, as his first tight, tight end. Um, Hunter Henry could be great, and that value could be great. And that pick could be end up, end up being better than Evan Ingram, TJ Hawkinson, Gronk, Higby, Waller, Hooper, uh, all these guys uh, that went – ahead of of Henry. Um, so could be a great pick. So I like it. I love the upside of Gallup. 
Um, I think it's very easy that he could surpass Amari Cooper as the number one wide receiver there, even with C.D. Lamb. I mean, they were pretty much neck and neck last year. Um, but, yeah, uh, Henry, we know the talent there. Uh, just the Chargers in general, like where they're being drafted, like it's kind of crazy. Um, just people aren't drafting them because they're such an unknown. But where they're being drafted, they can't be as bad as where they're being drafted. So there's just yeah. value in all of them. We know the talent in Hunter Henry. To get him at 7-6 is pretty insane. I agree. Uh, so 8-7, one with Edelman as his uh, wide receiver four. Um, I, I like like we already talked. I know we already talked about Nikhil Harry. Uh, I mean, obviously Edelman. Uh, you're going to pay a higher draft capital for Edelman. He's going to give you those intermediate routes. He's going to he's going to catch some first downs. Uh, he's going to move. He's a chain mover for sure. Uh, Super Bowl MVP. Um, the upside is just not there, Vince. It's not there for me. No. I mean, the Edelman and, and Brady had a mind meld that you just can't describe or can't replicate. Um, that being said, I I mean, it's he could be a, a really bad pick. Uh, he's just a guy, like, I don't know. I can't see, like you said, there's no upside. Uh, he is a veteran. Uh, Cam Newton is also a veteran, so I think they will make it work in some way. Um I just think you're just going to see low producing outputs week to week and you're not going to be happy about it. You might have like a spike week maybe, but I think for the most part, you're not going to be happy. All right. Uh, ninth round one with uh, Drew Brees. Uh, he's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a safe play. Uh, Drew Brees has uh, been a fantastic fantasy quarterback for quite some time. Um, yeah. He's that there's that risk that Taysom Hill vultures him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not going to draft Drew Brees just because I'm looking for that rushing upside. Uh, be, and I'm looking for the, I, you know, I want guys that can get me, uh, you know, 200 rushing yards in a year. I mean, that, that, the 20 points at him. So um, you're not going to get that from Drew Brees. Uh, so... Not, not a quarterback I would draft, but I, I understand he's going to be on every fantasy team until he retires. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad pick. Like, <clears throat> I don't have anything against it. Uh, Drew Brees is always efficient. Like, yeah, he's not going to have, like, the – he doesn't have the running upside and, you know, all that. Um, but he's going to be uh, a solid starter for you. Uh, after Drew Brees, he went with uh, Mike Williams, who we just uh, got a report today saying that he's going to miss all of September. Uh, not good, Bob. Yeah. Nope, not good. Um, and then we got Justin Jackson in the 11th round. Um, kind of a plotter. Uh, I didn't get that pick, but he was basing off uh, last year. Right. Before right. Josh Kelly was, was drafted. So I'm right, pretty so sure Justin Jackson is going to be like the third running back there. The questionable pick. Uh, 12th round. Uh, really kept the hits going with uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, nope. Nope, I can't justify it. There's way too many good players that were drafted after him, um, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not going to chase one week of Sammy Watkins and his career of injury history and inconsistency. 
Um, you play that chase game with him. You can play it if you want. That's not the kind of player that I want on my team. Could he hit? Yes. Am I betting on it? Not really. I mean, you mentioned the guys that went after him that I would rather have. I mean, if he hits, you're fine. I mean, it's the 12th round. You can just always drop him like nothing matters. Yep, but, you're right. But, yeah, um, not betting on it. Yep. Uh, defense in the 13th round. Uh, 14th round, Randall Cobb uh, as, his, as his last wide receiver. Uh, it's fine. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in Houston. Maybe it ends up being a great pick. Uh, a truly shady draft pick at uh, in the 15th round with uh, LaShawn McCoy, um, who has he made the team? Yes. Did he make the 15 man roster? Okay. Yeah, he did. All right. So they pick up Leonard Fournette. Uh, they, they love Ronald Jones. They talk about Ronald Jones. Uh, that's not someone I would touch, but like you said, you could just drop him. Uh, moving on. Uh, Gio Bernard uh, in the 16th round. Uh, kind of a lottery-ish ticket. Uh, but like you said, another one of those players you just cut me with. Uh, He's one of those guys that, honestly, I forgot about. And when Mike picked him, I was sitting there thinking, that could be a really great pick. Yeah. If something happens to Mixon, even though that line isn't great, we've seen Geo do it before. Um, but now with a better quarterback and Joe Burrow, that could absolutely be a pick. But, I mean, he doesn't really have any standalone value. It's the 16th round. I mean, it is what it is. But, but those were kind of my initial thoughts, like when he made the pick. Okay, now for your uh, future champion. Uh, seventh, the seventh pick belonged to me. And uh, Vince, uh, I'm just going to let you uh, tell me what you think about my team. And uh, don't be too hard on me, man. I'm, I'm a sensitive guy. All right. So you started off with your first pick at 1-7 with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I Ooh. mean, only rookie running back taken in the first round this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's there's so many things to say. So he's he has Patrick Mahomes. He's on that offense. Um, would I have taken him there? Probably not. Um, I'm a scaredy cat in the first round, to be honest. Um, I want safe players to draft somebody that hasn't played a first down in the NFL, given the situation. Now I know like all of the stars align and that kind of thing. I don't hate the pick. It's just something me personally, I wouldn't do. Um, but to be a running back in that offense, it's insane. We saw it with Damian Williams. We saw it, you know, previously with Andy Reed running backs. We saw it. Like I get, I get Jamal it. Charles. Absolutely. I love Jamal Charles, possibly one of my favorite uh, players of all time. Um, I'm not going to knock you at all. It's just something I wouldn't do. Uh, I, I think it, it could be a really great pick. Um, followed it up. With, uh, yeah. Followed it up with uh, Kenyon Drake uh, at 2.6. Um, when Drake went to the Cardinals and me being a Cardinals fan, I, so when he was on Miami and you can go back to this, I was, I think on Twitter, I was like, free Drake, free Drake. Like, this guy's incredible. He is under Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze is literally the worst, which more people know about now. Um, yeah. 
Um, but the talent was that every time they would put him on the field, he would just be a fucking rock star. And when he got traded to the Cardinals, I fucking lost my mind. I was so happy. Um, anyway, uh, love the pick. <laughs> uh, to get him at 2.6, I think is, is really good. Um, definitely a high upside player. Uh, they only use running one running back there. Um, so he's going to get all the touches. Um, so started off running back, running back. Uh, third round, you got DJ Moore at 3.7. Another one of my guys. I mean, we're we're almost in sync, so of course we're gonna we're gonna fucking jerk each other off because we kind of all love the same guys. Uh, for the most part, we'll get we'll get further down and, and we don't agree as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but DJ Moore, love. Um, I kind of mentioned I did that scouting class, um, so I had to watch uh, Curtis Samuel as one of my players because I did wide receivers. Just even watching Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore just stood out on every play like it's just not even like he's so such a special guy um i just feel bad for all of them for having kyle allen as a quarterback because kyle allen was so bad and i realized that you know watching watching that film um followed it up with robert woods uh your boy robert woods from the bobby trees uh great value there um he just yeah i mean he's he's gonna be one of those consistent guys um he's definitely going to give you consistent points every week with the upside of you know possibly getting you know multiple touchdowns um so you're looking at starting two running backs and then you went two wide receiver fifth round you went jonathan taylor um amazing prospect coming out uh went to the colts and everyone just kind of was looking around and you know staring at marlon mack and be like uh you know this guy's taking the job right uh, I think uh, it was a video recently where Marlon Mack was like talking about him and like you could see it in his eyes that he already lost the job. Um, I think it'll be like more of a split to start the season, but Taylor, I mean, there's a reason he's going in the fifth round. Like everybody knows he's taking that job. He was like the best prospect since Zeke came out. Uh, he, yeah. I think he has like the same measurables and everything as Zeke, except he's like a little bit taller I think, or like something, or like his 40 time was like a little fast. It was like, Monster. it was basically like the same thing, just like a little bit better in like one area. Yeah. Um, so, mean, as, so as your third running back to get Jonathan Taylor, that could be ridiculous. I was picking a little 3D there just to tell you what my thought process was. Uh, because you get to keep two players for next year, I was thinking, man, if I get to keep Jonathan Taylor uh, for a fourth round pick, um, I mean, I just love the talent. I think he could give me great value this year. But man, I was, I was, I have to admit, I was thinking a little three D uh, with that pick, and just I th- was thinking, I'm sorry, I was thinking a little, a little long term on that John Taylor pick. No, absolutely. Um, I so like before the draft, like weeks before the draft, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, do I let that affect? Because this is a keeper league, we get to keep two keepers, uh, and for each year that you keep them. Um, you lose a round. So the, you know, you have to pay a round higher. So before I was like thinking about it, I'm like, do I think about that? Should that weigh in? Um, And in the deciding factor, I just didn't really think of it at all when I was drafting because what's happening now is definitely not going to happen. Like it's going to be way different than in the future. 
but at the same point, like, I, I totally get, like, where you came from for that. Like, you know, next year, Marlon Mack might not be there. If he is, he's not going to be starting. Um, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be because uh, I'm pretty sure it's Philip Rivers last year. I think he said that. Although, you know, things might change in here. Like, I mean, it's just so much time in between now and the future. Andrew Luck could come back. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that'll happen. You know, maybe they draft a, a quarterback next year. Um, but it's just too far in the future for me to think about. So I just wanted to draft my team and then just evaluate the value when it gets there. Yeah. All I mean, if that's the case. Jonathan Taylor is 100% true uh, as far as freak athlete. Um, you know, best prospects in Zeke. Uh, I think about all those things, and I think this guy is going to be a top five running back next year, and I want to handcuff myself to him right now. So I was, I mean, yeah, it might be a little early for a lottery ticket, but I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm savvy. Uh, I'm savvy on the waiver wire, and I feel like this draft is going to be a home run, and I really, really wanted to take a shot with Jonathan Taylor. No, that was a great spot for him there. Um... Was it this draft? I think it was this draft. We're like, so I'm pretty sure it was going that direction. So I picked Calvin Ridley, and then you picked him two spots after that. Yeah, is, is what happened. So, like, in my mind, it was like auto-pick Calvin Ridley. Like, I've done it multiple times. So I actually took time during that pick because Jonathan Taylor was there. And I was like, man, like, I actually was thinking about it. Like, man, like this doesn't ever happen. Like Jonathan Taylor's never here at this spot. Like I never had to make, make this decision, even though I've done like a ton of mock drafts. Um, so I considered it. So I think it's a good spot. Um, but yeah, so to keep going, to move it along, uh, you took Tyler Higby, uh, your second Rams player uh, in the sixth round at 6'6". Six, six. Uh, I mean, I kind of get it. He is a he is a great player. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know regression's going to come. I don't know how, where it's going to fall. Like kind of how the how everything falls at the end. I mean, that's where he's going. So I mean, I get it. Just me personally, I'm taking those top guys, or I'm taking the late late rounds. Like I'm not taking any of these mid tier tight ends. Uh, but I get it. Kyler, it's kind of like a homer pick. I mean, I. I see how anyone can say that it's a homer pick. Um, if I'm chasing the last five weeks of last season, um, that could also be a thing. I mean, you look at the way he closed the season. You look at the way the Rams switched from 11 to 12 personnel. It was super successful. Um, I still think that you're not sure who that number three target is going to be. Is it going to be Van Jefferson or is it going to be Tyler Higby? Um, I still think it's going to be Tyler Higby. Uh, but that might just be the Rams fan talking to me. Uh, just wanting a fantastic tight end prospect um, on my team. And uh, I was willing to pay that draft kind of capital for Tyler Higby because I do think he has a tight end five, uh, top five upside. So they still have Everett who, you know, it's come out that teams were trying to trade for and the Rams said, no, we're not, we're not trading this guy because they realized that they have two great tight ends and it makes perfect sense that the Rams would run 12 personnel with Jared Goff being Jared Goff. Jared Goff is great when he has a clean pocket. Um, when he doesn't, he is, I think it was, he was like the worst quarterback. Uh, 31st, I think it was. Yeah, it was like, it was either like the worst or like second worst. Yeah. 
So it makes sense for them to want to run more tight ends. Um, so if that's the case, Higby's going to be on the field more, even though I'm, I'm pretty sure he's running as the one anyway. But, yep. you know, it's just one of those things that, like, you know your tight end's going to be on the field. So, like, I get it. Um, so in the seventh round, uh, another, another hard choice for me when it came uh, for me is uh, Kyler Murray. I think, yeah, so it was coming around. So this time was, was my pick first is I really thought about taking Kyler here. To get Kyler Murray at 7-7 seven, seven is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, and I knew you were going to take him if I didn't. I really – so I ended up taking Marquise Brown. Well, I would have taken if you didn't. <laughs> right. So, it's, I mean, it's just one of those things. But, like, that was the spot in the draft where I'm like, wait on quarterback. They're always flat, wait on quarterback. But, like – being a Cardinals fan, you know, I don't think it's a homer pick. So, like, I know what, what the team is capable of, uh, maybe more so than, you know, the casual fan. So I do see the the upside there. I mean, Kyler got so much better as the season went on. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury got better as a play caller as the season went on. You know, another year we talk about, you know, this whole COVID world. And continuity is going to be such a big thing to have the same head coach and the same quarterback, um, I think is huge. Uh, not even counting the fact of, you know, Kyler Murray, the talent. Um, love, love, love that pick at that spot. Um, after that, you went Deontay Johnson, um, who is a great wide receiver, who's going to have Big Ben throwing him the ball. Um, he was able to get open with the plethora of terrible quarterbacks that they had uh, last year. Um, so love that pick at 8-6. Uh, CeeDee Lamb in the ninth, uh, rookie wide receiver, one of the, the best receivers to come out of the draft. There was a lot of good ones, but he was, you know, up there as, as one of the top three. Uh, Paris Campbell uh, in the 10th round, you know, uh, he's most likely going to be playing in the slot and Andrew, Andrew Luck. Um, Philip Rivers loves his slot guys, uh, as we know from his, his long time with the Chargers. Um, so definitely like that pick there. Uh, Jalen Rager, who's hurt. He wasn't hurt at the time. I, or maybe he was. He, I think he like got hurt that day or that something day. like that. And I was still like, oh, I've been targeting him. Yeah, like you were at work that day, and you probably Ugh. didn't see it, but he like got hurt that day. Yeah, um, which in the eleventh is fine. Um, then after that, you went Damian Harris. So this was like when I think it was like before he like got there was like something where he like got hurt or something. And yeah, then, pinky. Yeah. Um, so Damian Harris has been a guy that I had been targeting. I don't know about now. Um, Oh, I think I'm targeting him heavier now. I think I would now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely cheaper now. Um, he probably, I mean, he's been more solid in camp. Um, I mean, it just depends on if Sony keeps fumbling the ball and that kind of thing. And just any murky backfield, you know, I'd want some part of because there's a chance that, not any, but there's a chance that one of the guys could emerge. Yep. Um, and Harris could absolutely be that guy. He didn't play a lot last year, so people are kind of forgetting about him because of that. But, yeah. Uh, your next pick, you backed up Kenyon Drake with Chase Edmonds. Uh, if Drake goes down, Edmonds is, is most likely going to be the guy. Um, we kind of saw it last year in his little stint where he did start. 
Um, they did draft Eno Benjamin in the seventh round, who is a great prospect. But, I mean, we've kind of seen it with the Cardinals where uh, they only use one running back. So, um, he might he might have uh, some standalone value if they, like, put him out as, like, wide receiver, but probably not because they actually have good wide receivers. Right. Um, but definitely a high-end handcuff. Well, my thought was I took I took Drake in the second – he was, I believe he was still in the boot at that time. And I just really didn't want to come out of that draft without Evans. Uh, uh, really felt like a smart move. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I mean, even without the walking boot, like he's still a high end uh, backup. So to get him in the 13th round is fine. I think he's going earlier um, in drafts um, to get him there. So after that, you took uh, Joe Burrow as a backup quarterback. You know, we mentioned with uh, the whole COVID thing, you never know, you know, if a player is going to get COVID or possibly have it. Uh, so to have a backup quarterback in Joe Burrow, uh, his schedule to start the season is, is not good. Um, although he is going to be, you know, like we, we kind of talked about before, he is going to be a really good quarterback. Um, so you can just kind of wait and see. If you need to cut him, then you can. It's the 14th round. Nobody cares. Uh, after yeah. that, Jack Doyle. Uh, Jack Doyle is a tight end for Philip Rivers, so he's probably going to get some some love there. Um, big touchdown guy, 15th round, don't hate it. I kind of like it. Not going to get a lot of targets, but, you know, it's kind of like a tight end guy where you just hope for that touchdown. Yep. And then you took a Homer Rams defense as your last pick. I would have taken the Colts, but someone took the Mr. Second defense. Yeah, no, the Rams defense is the good. The Rams uh, well, you know, I don't like the fact that they play the Cowboys week one. Um, so who knows if I cut big with them. But we talked enough about my team. Uh, let's move on. Uh, actually, I'll be right back. Let's take a small break. One, and we're back. So, Vince, uh, after thinking about my team, uh, can you give me a grade, please? Um, I can give you a grade. Um... Sorry, I'm just looking at it. Um, running backs are solid. Quarterback solid. If he on the tight end, and we get wide receiver. I admit it. Yeah, wide receiver. Not too fond of. Um, Lamb could hit. Deontay Johnson could hit. Yeah. And then you would need a flex spot. But yeah, you don't really have a flex play. You talk about you Jonathan really... Taylor is an RB one, sir. I can roll out three running backs and I'll feel fine. You could. I'm going to give it an A minus. Thanks, man. I wouldn't have gave me an A either. I was thinking B plus or A minus somewhere around there. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. So moving along, who we got next here, Vince? We got Mike P. Mike P. Mike P. All right. So uh, Mike P went uh, 108 uh, with Nick Chubb. Um, out of all the picks in the first round, that was one of them. Uh, probably my, my third least favorite pick, um, if I had to rank them. Not a fan of Chubb in the first round. I think uh, Cream Hunt cuts too much into him. I'd rather just have Hunt in whatever round he went in, whether it's the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. I'd rather have Hunt there than uh, Chubb. Uh, you got anything to say about Chubb, Vince? Uh, I love that pick the least in the first round. Mind you, he is probably one of the best actual rushing, like, running backs, like, pure talent in 
NFL-wise. But in fantasy, with the presence of Kareem Hunt and just that offense kind of, you know, they were really hyped last year, and they fell short. Uh, new head coach this year, don't really know what you're getting out of it. Don't really know if, you know, you're going to get that volume out of them. Like I said, Kareem Hunt's there. To get him at 1.8, there's so many better players he could have had. So in the second round, uh, he went with uh, Lamar Jackson as the uh, second quarterback off the board. Too early. Way too early. But, I lost my mind. So I kind of lost my mind. Uh, a little preface, uh, Mahomes was taken right before him. Mm-hmm. And then when Jackson went, I was pretty ecstatic because the fact that two players went where they shouldn't have, the dominoes fall. So I was going mm-hmm. to get a player that I shouldn't have gotten. Uh, I ended up getting Kittle, but, you know, you got Drake. Maybe you don't get Drake there if they don't take two quarterbacks. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think I get Drake if those quarterbacks go there. Um, I agree with you. So, um, obviously, I don't, Mike, I don't think it's a good pick. Uh, and I don't think Vince does either. But I understand people want that. You know, you want that. You want Lamar Jackson on your team. But right there at 2-5, you're paying for his ceiling. Uh, he has to do exactly what he did last year, which will not happen. Yep. So uh, in the third round, he went with his first wide receiver, uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I, I can see Thielen's path to being a top 10 wide receiver. Um, moving on, uh, James Conner as his RB2. Um I think I've already touched on it a bit, but I'm a fan of James Conner. Um, they've already, you know, the offensive coordinator has already said they want Conner to be that workhorse. Uh, Tomlin feels the same way. Um, I know they prefer to not have a committee. So as long as Conner can stay healthy, um, I know he's immunocompromised and it could be dicey, but uh, I'd, I'd rather pay for him than someone else. Uh, that went earlier or later, so I don't hate Connor in the fourth round. Uh, Vince, uh, he went single tear in the fifth round. What do you think about it? Yeah, Connor in the in the middle of the fourth is is great value. He's going in the third right now, uh, so like that single Terry, single Terry in the fifth round is 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 a little rich for me, uh, just because Zach Moss is there, who I did take, um, and I think Zach Moss is a better football player. Singletary is just a guy for me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything special with him. He didn't get high-value touches last year because LaShawn McCoy was there, who I think Zach Moss is at least going to get that. So, really, he's only getting the touches in between the 20s, which aren't really that valuable. I remember last year I was calling him uh, Devin single carry because there were multiple games where he'd have, like, seven carries for, like, 80 yards in the touchdown. You're like, yeah. guy the ball more. But – but yeah, I agree with you, Devin Singletary. He's just a, he just does seem like he's just a guy. It does seem like the Zach Moss hype is real. So yeah, I don't I can't get behind the pick either. Uh sixth round. Uh he went in the sixth round he went DJ Chark, and then in the seventh round he went Rob Gronkowski as his first tight end. The Chark pick I love. The Gronk pick, not so much. Miss where you come out on that. Yeah, I mean I agree. Uh DJ Chark balled out with Gardner Mincher last year. Uh, that team is in tank mode. They're going to throw a lot. He's a great talent. Great pick at six at the sixth round. Seven point eight. He got Gronk. 
don't like it at all. Um, I think he's just drafting the name realistically where Gronk's at. You know, they're saying he's not having a good camp. Uh, even if he was having a decent camp, I just think he's a part-time player that'll play in, like, the, the red five zone. people that I've heard have not had a good camp. But if you tell me, hey, did you hear that this guy not having a good camp? I've heard about Gronk not having a good camp, like, six times. About yeah. but can't, he uh, can't take the, t- the Tampa heat or the humidity. Uh, you know, I agree with you, Vince. It's, I don't love the bit. It's it, there's a lot of things that we can only rely on, um, you know, coming from the media. We hear a lot of, oh, this guy's doing great, blah blah blah. This guy's, you know, blah blah blah. When somebody says he's not having a good camp, that's not good. So when they start saying negative things, like those are the things I listen to. You know, maybe it's just a motivation piece, but I don't. I mean, I think you do that for a younger guy. If you say that about Gronk. Like, I think that's real. Yep, I agree. Uh, so, eighth and ninth round, he went uh, two wide receivers, uh, and I, I really can't fall for either one. Will Fuller in the eighth round, uh, great pick. Um, wish I had been able to take him at 8-6, so Mike really sniped me there on Will Fuller. Um, and then uh, John Brown in the ninth round, uh, again, great value. Um, I really think those are two great wide receivers to target in those rounds. That's where you come out on that. Love both the players. Love both the values on both of them. Yep. Uh, tenth round, uh, Marlon Mack. And this is his one, two, three, fourth, fourth running back. And Mike actually only came out of this draft with four running backs. Um, so I, I like the fact that you got a guy like Marlon Mack. Uh, but in the tenth round, with the makeup of his team, uh, it just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that you should be targeting in the 10th round when you already have guys that you know are going to see uh, early season work. Uh, Marlon Mack, I, I think that's where you take a shot on, uh, you know, a lottery ticket or something like that. Just The pick just didn't make sense for his team. It's, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the schedules for Connor Singletary. Um, but, yeah, Marlon Mack, like, the only time you can play him is at the beginning of the season, kind of like when we talked about Jonathan Taylor. Like, Jonathan Taylor's going to take that job. Um, so the only time you can play Mack is in the beginning of the season when Jonathan Taylor's still kind of, you know, getting his, his, his feet in the pool. Like, he's dipping his toes in the pool. Like, eventually he will take that job. So to get him in the 10th round when you're probably not going to start him. And then when you like can start him, you're not going to want to, cause he's going to be a backup. Like, yeah, I don't like it. Feels bad. Uh, I will preface it by saying Mike is a Colts fan. So maybe it is a little, there it is. A little love for the Colts. Um, Nicole Hardman in the 11th round, uh, great dart throw, huge upside returns kicks. I mean, yeah, he plays for the chiefs. So he has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. Uh, so in my opinion, in the 11th round, Fine pick. Yep, agreed. Uh, and the 12th round uh, went defense. So it was the Bears' defense, but moving on. Uh, 13th round, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who we already talked about uh, uh, from the Colts. And like I said, another uh, another player that, I mean, we're not sure what's going to happen with Phillip Rivers, but I feel like the general consensus of the fantasy community is that everyone attached to Phillip Rivers is going to, get an uptick and everyone in the charges that used to be attached to Philip Rivers is getting a downtick. Um, I get it. 
Um, and obviously, I'm buying into it. I, I believe in the Paris Ham Campbell hype. Um, I do think that Michael Pittman's a good talent, and I like the dart throw there. Yeah, I really like Pittman as a player, and I think he is like the guy that Philip Rivers like. He's the type of guy that Philip Rivers uh, loves to throw to. Um, he's kind of like Keenan Allen um, in just the way that he runs routes and that kind of thing. Um, so I can definitely see him being a good target for Philip Rivers. Uh, 14th round uh, went with uh, Greg Olson, uh, backup tight end. One of those guys that you can probably just dump um, if Gronk doesn't work out uh, and Olson doesn't work out. I'm, I'm thinking that's some waiver wire fodder. Uh, 15th round, Larry Fitz. I know we already talked extensively about Fitz. You and I both love him as a player, as a person. Um, fantasy option, I mean, he's a floor, not a ceiling guy. So you got a solid. Yeah, he's like 36 or 37. So, I mean, wide receivers start to go down at 31. Um, so, I love I love Larry Legend, but not not going to be a high high ceiling fantasy play. Final round, uh, backup quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Fine. Uh, yeah. If I had to grade Mike's team, um, I really felt like uh, he killed himself by taking a quarterback in the second round. Uh, Gronk in the seventh round was too early. Uh, I'm going to come out on this and say Mike's not looking like a playoff contender, and I would say maybe a C. So, like, I would kill him on the quarterback in the second round, but, like, by the way that he drafted the rest of his draft, I don't know if he would have picked a good player if it wasn't a quarterback. Um, I don't like this team at all. I'm trying to find bright spots. And DJ Shark is a wide receiver, too. I believe in him a lot. I think the wide receiver room looks okay. He could be his wide receiver one. Yeah. He could be better than Thielen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say. I'm, gonna, yeah. I, I'm leaning between D minus and F. <laughs> I really don't like this team. I think I like this team less than Sean's. Not the babes. This is an F. All right. Uh, go with uh, Max. Max at the 1-9. Uh, Derrick Henry. Um... Yeah, where you took him, I can't fault you on it. Um, I've seen him go as high as three. Um, if he can withstand 400 more touches, and then you're 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 pay at, at one in the first round, you're paying for Derrick Henry at his ceiling, right? And, and I think that's kind of where Vince and I would shy away from a player like Derrick Henry. But I can understand why someone would take him Henry at at one nine. Vince, what do you feel about that? I think it's good. I mean, I'm taking him over Hilaire. I'm taking him over Chubb. So where he got him uh, was good. If I was in his spot, um, it would have been him or Jacobs. Most likely it would have been Henry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I like the pick at 1-1 at, at one, one, or 1-9, one, his first pick of the first round, I mean. Uh, then he followed then, it up uh, with Mahomes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so kind of the thing with Mike, when you're taking a quarterback that early, it, it, it's hard to pay off the value when, you know, you can get somebody, I mean, you know, just looking at Sean, he got Matt Stafford in the 10th, like the end of the 10th round. Like mm -hmm. if you're telling me I could have Patrick Mahomes in the second or Matt Stafford. And that, that's the thing when you draft quarterbacks early is you're always going to look at the draft and be like, man, I could have had how, whoever player in whatever late round. So, yep. I don't like it, Bob. Yep. Yep. Quarterbacks, uh, 
Well, I mean, as long as I've been playing fantasy football, the deepest position. Um, yep. So Got deeper is Mahomes. Is Mahomes uh, the best quarterback in the NFL? Yes, I can say that with uh, some amount of confidence. Uh, would I pay second round draft capital for him? No, third round, sure, but not second round. Um, he went three oh eight. I'm sorry. Is that three nine? I'm sorry. I'm getting old. Uh, three nine. He went with uh, Cooper Cup as his wide receiver one. I uh, love the talent. Um, I felt like there were better wide receivers with higher ceilings than Cup. Uh, still on the board, so I wasn't a huge fan of picking Cooper Cup. It just seemed too early. I felt like maybe he could have gotten him around later. Uh, Vince, where you come out on Cup? Yeah, I mean, I like the player. Um... I don't know what to think about that offense, so I'm not drafting Cup. A uh, very smart football player. You think about the quarterbacks that went right after him. I mean, Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton. I mean, like, I'm taking any of these guys over Cup, to be honest. Yep. A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, yeah. Tyler You can keep going for me. Mari Cooper, yeah. So, uh, yep, I agree. Um I don't even think he's the best wide receiver on his team, let alone uh, better yeah. than those other guys. I think I think Mar- to go ahead, Marvin Jones is going to be a better contributor to his team. Um, Chris Carson at 4-4. Um, as far as RB2s, you're not going to get many better RB2s on anyone's team than Chris Carson. I think I might have. Uh, I think maybe two two teams in the league might have a better RB2 than him. Uh, so that's 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 kind of spicy. Um, I don't hate that pick. I, I could see Carson going in the third round in some leagues. So for Carson to go in the fourth, I like the pick. Um, and then uh, Waller in the fifth. And and this is where Vince, I feel like, you know, we, we really see what you talk about, which is if, you, if you're going to pay that draft capital for a quarterback, and you can't pay that draft capital for a tight end and then expect to have any kind of depth at wide receiver running back. And you just see the giant dump that he takes that wide receiver because of spending this high draft capital on tight end and, and quarterback. That's what he got. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is the first time we've seen it in this draft, you know um, I mean, it's always, a, it's, I think with the other one, it, it was a quarterback first early and then, you know, you get a tight end later, you know, take away that quarterback add a running back or a wide receiver. Like that team's going to look drastically better. You know, I like Waller at five, nine, like, you know, that's great value, you know, mm-hmm. add an actual player in your second round and that team is looking better. Change Mahomes to a wide receiver. This team is looking a lot better. I love Carson as your, as a second running back. Waller is your tight end. You know, you got Cooper Cup, add in, you know, I mean, Hopkins. DK Metcalf. Hopkins, Godwin. Yeah. DK Metcalf at 510, he could have had. He could have had Julio Jones. Could have had Julio, right, exactly. Before. Imagine had, Julio. All right, put Julio yeah. on this team. Now Now, how are we looking at this team? Yep, way better. Way better. Yep, and then you just – I would just have – my Gardner Minshew is my only quarterback in the 16th round. I'm loving this team. Right, exactly. Same, same thing. You know, uh, the other person took two quarterbacks. Take away that quarterback and just add the one at the end, and team's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Cam Akers in the sixth round, um, I talked to him about this pick because obviously I'm a Rams fan. Um, 
he told me he was thinking a little bit deeper. Like he was talking, like I was telling him about you know, Jonathan Taylor and how I was gushing about Jonathan Taylor. I wanted to come out of him, come out every draft with Jonathan Taylor. And he felt the same way about Cam Akers. He, he said that's the kind of guy that you like. You watch him at Florida State and uh, behind like one of the worst offensive lines, super productive. Uh, he's about to go behind another offensive line that is not super great. Uh, so uh, he said he was picking a little 3D and have a great uh, running back in the sixth round that might end up popping. Uh, I didn't hate it. I thought it was. I thought. I thought the pick was smart. No, I like the pick. I like the player. Um, you know, we just had a draft yesterday where I picked uh, Cam Akers. Um, so I think he's better. I think he's the best running back there. Um, I don't think the value, the return is going to be immediate. So you're going to have to wait a little bit. But I think he will be. He will be plugging himself in into that offense. So then he went on a run of three wide receivers. Uh, he went with your boy, Marvin Jones. I know you love Marvin Jones. I know we both love Marvin Jones. Uh, and then Henry Ruggs and uh, Jameson Crowder. And for waiting on wide receivers as long as he did, it could have been worse, honestly. Uh, what do you think, Vince? Yeah, I mean, you know, he didn't take, you know, he took cup early and then waited. I mean, that just shows how deep wide receiver is this year and maybe that's what he was thinking uh loading up everywhere else and then just taking you know anybody in these the sea of wide receiver threes as I call it mm -hmm. um Marvin Jones is going to be solid you know if, if that offense is going to be doing what we expect it to you know him and Galladay are going to be going to be eating every week with Matt Stafford throwing the ball uh Henry Ruggs top three uh prospect as a wide receiver uh, so love the talent there. Uh, people shit on Derek Carr. Uh, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than what people uh, give him to. Uh, Carr doesn't. If there's the a ball. nice deep ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, he can get it. He's pretty accurate, so he's going to be able to get it to him. Um, Crowder. Um, eh. I mean, at that point in the draft, it's hard to hate it. Uh, if Darnold does take a step forward, I mean, this is a crucial year for Sam Darnold. Like, he has to take a step forward. And if he does, you know, Crowder will be a contributor, you know, as a fourth receiver. Um, so, like, it, it's not a bad pick there. I don't think you're going to find a guy that has potential for 100 targets uh, in the 10th round or the ninth round, I'm sorry. Uh, so, I thought the Crowder pick was fantastic. Yeah. Um, 10th round, uh, Latavius Murray. Uh, not a handcuff, but he's one of those guys that we talked about as a top five upside if something happens to uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah. I mean, him and Hunt have weekly upside um, every week. And then yeah, they, if, so, if the other guy gets hurt, like, they're they're definitely starting. Like a good, yep, definitely some flexibility there. Yeah. Um, then he went with uh, uh, Justin. He followed it up with uh, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. And uh, – um, and then he went with a defense, the Patriots. And then he went with uh, Brashad Perryman uh, from the Jets. Um, honestly, like earlier on, before preseason, I was kind of buying into the Justin Jefferson hype. I was thinking maybe he could play opposite of uh, Thielen, but now it seems like that role has been given to BC. Um, I'm not sure. So I kind of, I've kind of shied away from Justin Jefferson. I like the talent. Um, but I just don't think the opportunity is going to be there. And uh, Brashad Perryman, I could not touch him with a thousand foot stick. So that's where I come out on those guys. Yeah, Jefferson, because uh, I've been grinding hard 
on the beat reports, uh, I'm pretty sure was uh, hobbling around. Um, so he was uh, taking some minor setbacks, but the talent is there. Uh, the Vikings took him with their first round pick. Um, I love the player. I think he's going to be uh, good in that offense. Even though they run the ball a lot, uh, Patriots defense was good last year, too early. Perryman, I never liked that player. Uh, it's good value for where he's going. I never liked him. I don't think he's special. I think he's a guy. He wasn't good on Tampa Bay. He wasn't good on any of the previous teams he's been on. I don't really like it. Yeah. Fourteenth uh, round, David Njoku. What a what a waste of a pick! I burned him severely for this pick so bad. I think he immediately dropped Njoku. Yeah, Jarwin as soon as he could. Um, so I get it. Uh, Naeem Hines, um, he's a body. Um, he's a running back. I mean, a little bit of depth on the bench. I think it's fine. You can always cut him if something better comes along. And then uh, guarded mission, the sixteenth round wasn't the first round, so he doesn't get to. Get free beer or anything, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm a guard him and shoot and draft. I can't need him for it. Yeah, any type of league that uh, gives you points for catches, um, I think is good for Naheem Hines. You know, Naheem Hines could, you know, Philip Rivers loves throwing to the running back. Uh, he is the best, best pass catching running back there. Um, so he might have a role. Uh, so I like that pick in the 15th round. Gardner Minshew, they're going to have to throw a lot. They got Chark. They got Lubisca Chanel. Uh, he could be, like, a really good late-round guy. But, like, when are you starting him over Mahomes unless he gets hurt? Yep. All right, 10th uh, pick. Uh, so, I'm sorry, Max's team. Uh, I think it's a solid team. Um, I'm obviously concerned about the makeup of the team. It just seemed like we already talked about the draft capital, Mahomes and Waller and what his team would look like because of it. Um, uh, this team is one injury away from last place. Um, so I would probably give this team, uh, I think it can make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. B plus. You say B plus? D as in dicks. Oh, D plus. Got it. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yes, there's some sketchy picks there for sure. Um, Bill, uh, the 10th pick, uh, he went 110, he went with Jacobs. Um, I don't think either one of us would complain about that. I know you said you had Henry right before Jacobs, so you probably really like that pick. I love Jacobs. He was, uh, I think he was PFF's number one or number two highest rated running back. Yeah. And it looks like they're uh, cutting more bait uh, in Las Vegas to give Jacobs even more opportunities, so feels good that maybe he will get 40 catches. Uh, and if he does, man, does he deliver on that 110? So great. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, two, three. Uh, I went with uh, Mixon. And um, honestly, I think it's a – I like Joe Mixon. Um, he just got paid, and rightfully so. Um, so I don't hate the pick. I love going RBRB as I did in this draft. Um, so I like the pick, but Vince, I know that you're not always a fan of such a strategy. So what do you think? No, it's not that I'm against it. Um, you have to do it with the right guys. Uh, I love Mixon as a player. I love Jacobs as a player. I'm not against it. Um, it's not full PPR, so it's half. So it's, it's closer to standard. Um, Mixon is a great player. Offensive line isn't there. 
way better quarterback than Andy Dalton. And uh, Mixon was, you know, a really good running back, you know, with Andy Dalton. So to have a better quarterback, um, I think, you know, he could definitely outproduce where he was picked. Yeah, the more I look at Bill's team, the more I like it. Um, he went for uh, sure. wide receivers in a row in rounds three, four, and five. He went Kenny Galladay, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Oh, that is a freaking unit right there. I think yeah. that was your unit, Vince. I mean, that is a – Yeah, like when we – like we're uh, switching to his team, like I was just like reading it like up to down, and I was like, wow, I really like this team. There's yeah. a lot of players that uh, I'm taking there. Yep, so I think uh, I think Bill really uh, – a slam dunk with those three picks. Um, sixth round, uh, uh, DeAndre Swift um, from Detroit. I mean, obviously, uh, it looks like at six three. I mean, he could have had he could have had Acres or at the time Ronald Jones. I would have rather had, but now obviously that I would have rather had uh, Swift. But um, I think you're getting the best running back available uh, in Swift. I mean, Swift and Acres, you're kind of making hairs at this point or splitting hairs. Um, so I really, I think that I, he really nailed his first six picks in my opinion. Way, way better path to being a starting running back on that team than yeah. any of the other running backs, uh, even more so with my Ron, than my Ronald Jones pick more so with Cam Akers. I think that that's going to be a muddier backfield. I mean, DeAndre Swift, like he's going to take that job almost immediately, just like, uh, Jonathan Taylor. So I, I love that pick in the, the sixth round there. Seventh round, he went with the uh, he went with the quarterback, and this is kind of when the quarterbacks went on a run. Uh, right before I had picked Kyler Murray three picks earlier, he then followed it up with Matt Ryan, um, and then two quarterbacks went after that. Uh, this is the first pick where I I shook my head a little bit because he was having such a good draft, um, but I understand it if you if you value Matt Ryan, where you value Matt Ryan, and you think he's your QB seven and he's in a different tier from, you know, Brady Wentz, Breeze, uh, Stafford, Allen. Then you're on your own. I mean, it's, uh, I just don't think that way. So it was the only, it was the first pick that I, I kind of like was like, huh? But uh, so far, I think Bills had a really good draft. He followed it up with uh, uh, Debo Samuel uh, in the eighth round. Um, fantastic player to have as your flex. Um, Great player to have as a wide receiver four, if that's your situation. I mean, just got activated off the pup, right? Uh, yeah, they did activate him. Uh, so it looks like he will be at there at the start of the season. Um, so he's not going to need him immediately. Um, but when he does kind of get healthy, uh, great player in that offense. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then he followed it up with uh, Hayden Hurst. That's his starting tight end. And this is – what we talked about earlier and, and, and waiting on quarterback, waiting on tight end and, and really built it fantastically. And uh, Hayden Hurst is exactly the kind of tight end that I would want uh, in the ninth round. So really like that pick. Yeah. To get him at the end of the ninth, uh, the upside that, you know, um, that he could produce, you know, we saw Austin Hooper in that offense. Uh, I think Hayden Hurst is a better player than Austin Hooper. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be rough at the beginning of the year, um, but I think eventually he will turn it on. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, you know, high scoring in the beginning just because of the whole situation of COVID and kind of all that, but absolutely love getting him at the end of the ninth round. I think if you compare the talent to Austin Hooper, 
uh, you got to like what you see about Hayden Hurst. I mean, a lot of people dog him because he couldn't beat out Mark Andrews, but I really think of Mark Andrews is a special talent. Uh, so, uh, tenth round, uh, I would say uh, one of my least favorite picks uh, was Sonny Michelle in the tenth round. Um, I think he is exactly what he was last year, which is you know, injury prone, slightly inefficient, um, and he plays for Bill Belichick, so you never really know what his role is really going to be. I uh, hated that pick. Uh, and then in the 11th round, he went with uh, um, Andre Miller from, from uh, Chicago. Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller from Chicago. Um, Obviously, I don't know his name, so obviously I can't tell you much about him, uh, except for the fact that uh, he's on the field because uh, he's a second-year wide receiver, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, he played pretty uh, well last year. Um, just the offense was terrible. I mean, kind of like Tariq Cohen. Just uh, He's a really good player, really good route runner. Um, just when Mitch Trubisky can't get him the ball, it's just hard for him to produce. Uh, a lot of people are expecting a big breakout year from Anthony Miller. I guess with uh, Taylor Gabriel leaving, uh, definitely left the hole uh, mm -hmm. for the Bears. And uh, I guess he has a wide receiver three upside. Um, went, with the, went with the Saints defense in uh, the 12th round. And then um, A.J. Dillon in the 13th round. Um, A.J. Dillon in the 13th round. Vince, do you think he has a, a path to have some fantasy value early in the season? Or is this just someone that you think he just took a flyer on? Um, I think it's more of a flyer. I don't know what to expect from this backfield. Personally, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones and nobody else. But they did draft him in the second round, so I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with him. Yeah. I mean, when you draft somebody in the first – so when you draft somebody in the first round, you're expecting immediate value for that player to start, no matter what the position Second round, you know, you kind of, you know, going to get their feet wet kind of thing, but don't expect them to start. So I don't know if they're going to put them out there a lot. I mean, at this point in the draft, it's a lottery ticket. Um, I don't know. I don't love it, but I can kind of see in the 13th round why he would pick them. Um, no fan in the 14th round. Uh, I love it. If you're going to take a flyer on one tight end, you should take a flyer on two. Maybe one of them pops. Um, 15th round, uh, D.D. Westbrook. Um, it's like another one of those shots. I mean, who knows how the targets are going to go with Gardner mm -hmm. and shoot, but, I mean, D.D. Westbrook proved it. He was a, a able wide receiver last year uh, and could see some volume. And then uh, Jared Goff to finish off the draft. Honestly, uh, Vince, I think besides the two of us, I think Bill might have came out with one of the best teams. What do you think? Uh, definitely so far. I haven't really, I was, I've been kind of waiting for us to kind of go through them. So I haven't really looked at the last two remaining teams. Um, but so far, definitely one of the third best team. That was Bill, I got you, man. I got you for a solid B plus, man. That was a really nice team. I didn't even think about, I think I might've given, no, I didn't give anybody higher. Yeah. I'm going to give them a B plus. <clears throat> I really liked the beginning. You kind of talked about it with the Matt Ryan. I think you like to pick less of Matt Ryan. I don't mind it because you look at the quarterbacks that were drafted after him. I think Matt Ryan is way better than all of those fantasy, uh, way better fantasy wise. Maybe you not took Matthew Josh Stafford. Allen in the 10th round. Yeah, I, I got Josh Allen in the 10th. 
Like I can kind of see. Also went in the tenth round. Well, Stafford is the only other guy. Um, I can understand why people don't see Josh Allen um, as like a good fantasy quarterback. So like, I'm just saying I don't hate it as much as you, but pretty much like, but then after that, I feel like it just drops off. Yeah. Second like, to me was a little bit more rough. Yeah, you're right. But like Debo, like Debo is good, but he's not going to give you immediate value. So like it's at the eighth round, you're drafting a player that's not giving you immediate value. Hayden Hurst isn't probably going to give you immediate value. And then, I mean, you mentioned the Sonny Michelle, Anthony Miller, like, and just, it just falls off to me. I it will, I will give it a B plus though, because it did start strong. All right, uh, going off to team, team 11, Mikey. All right, so Mikey uh, started off his draft with uh, Aaron Jones um, at running back, and I know that Mikey loves Aaron Jones. I know he's a big fan of Aaron Jones, and I think that's probably why he took him. Um, he, he, he was hyper productive last year. I think it's going to be – I think you're chasing pass production by drafting him at 111. But um, if you want him, uh, maybe you can get him at 2-2. Um, but I understand if like you really have a conviction about a running back, maybe you want him there. So I don't hate the pick. Same. Um, 2-2, we went with uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, I think it's a fantastic pick. Um, if I'm picking at the back half of the draft, uh, I would rather, I would really want a chance to take Travis Kelsey. Um, I think you're, I think you're splitting hairs uh, between Kelsey and Kittle, but I do have Kelsey ranked higher. And uh, I know that's another guy that Mikey likes to target. So I'm not surprised that he took Kelsey there. Yeah, I mean, Kittle, Kelsey, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can make a case for either of them. Uh, I like, I mean, obviously I like taking one of the top tight ends because I took the other one. Um, so, of course, I'm going to endorse this pick. Yep. Uh, third round, he uh, took his first wide receiver, Odell Beckham. Um, <sighs> what to say about Odell Beckham? Um could be the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Um, has potential to be overall wide receiver one. And I don't think there's a single person that's watched football in the last seven years that wouldn't say that about Odell Beckham. So I think that if you're if you're going to start your draft running back tight end and Odell Beckham's your first wide receiver, it makes sense to me. So I really like the pick. Yeah, I mean, last year was his only year where he was terrible. Um, you know, wide receivers changing teams have pretty much the same effect as rookie wide receivers. They don't do good their first year. Uh, people thought Odell Beckham was a good enough talent to kind of overcome that. Um, I know he was banged up. He played through injury pretty much the whole year, which is probably the reason why he didn't do as well. Right. Um, but, you know, going into the second year, um, you know, Baker Mayfield is a decent quarterback. They actually have a competent head coach. They did not last year. I mean, if, if Odell gets back to where he was, I mean, that's, that's a great pick at 311. Yep. Uh, yeah, great pick. Uh, fourth round, uh, Leonard Fournette. And at this point, Fournette was still in Jacksonville. Um, so I didn't, at that point, I didn't hate Fournette in the fourth round. Um, Obviously, looking back, it's it's a terrible pick. Um, but when he made the pick, I didn't hate it. Um, I have a hard time drafting uh, running backs in the fourth round, uh, not named Jonathan Taylor. But 
I can get behind. I can get behind the pick for sure. Uh, if, you know, obviously now I couldn't, but I understand the pick, so I didn't hate it. Uh, fifth round, uh, T.Y. Hilton as your wide receiver too. I know you already talked in depth about Philip Rivers and what he brings to a fantasy offense. Um, so as a wide receiver too, T.Y. Hilton, if he can stay healthy, uh, I think that's a boom pick. And then um, then Jarvis Landry at six. And is, and Vince, I want to ask you, man, was this a pick that you were kind of like shaking your head at with Landy, Landry and Beckham? Um, at the time, I didn't realize, you know, he was taking Beckham. Um, I did see Landry. Landry at 6'2". Is a, he's a talent. He's definitely really good. I don't think there's going to be a lot of volume with that team. So looking at it now that he has both, he's absolutely limiting his upside um, with his picks. Um, I don't like that he took both. If you told me he got Beckham at 311, I'd be like, great. That's awesome. If you told me that he got Landry at 6'2", I'd be like, great. That's awesome. The fact that he did both, I don't really like it. Um, Hilton, not a guy I'm drafting. Definitely see the upside with Phillip Rivers. Uh, but I kind of want to go on a little Fournette tangent right here. Go for it. I wasn't touching him, no yeah. matter what round. I don't say that about players at all. He had a better season than what he should have last year. They've been talking about trading this guy since before the draft. They mm -hmm. were trying to trade him before the draft. They were trying to trade him at the draft. They've been trying to get rid of this guy, like, the whole offseason. They were even talking about it last year during the season, now that I'm thinking about it. So the fact that they did it, like, a week before the season started doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. Um, wasn't a guy I was drafting even before. I mean, I know it's easy to say that now, but – I mean, it, it kind of sucks drafting drafting them at 4-2, which is uh, even before, like, the value was like, eh. Like, I would rather have Chris Carson. I'd rather have James Conner. I'd rather have Todd Gurley, who all went in the same round later. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, it sucks that that happened to anybody, that you're drafting him that early, and then he trades teams, and now he's on Tampa Bay in a muddy backfield, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my piece on Fournette, I mean, I already talked about it a little bit, but but chiming on what you said about Jacksonville, I look at all the players, uh, Nakangu, uh, what happened with Jalen Ramsey. Um, I, I just don't think people – They're cleaning house. I just they don't, don't have anybody on that team left anymore. I think that people just don't – I don't think they're done. Yeah, I just don't think people want to play their events. I think that Jacksonville might just be like a cancerous uh, place to play for. And I don't know if it's Tony Khan. I don't know if it's Doug Marone. I don't know what the issue is in Jacksonville. But to see such elite talent like Nakago, I don't even know if I'm saying his last name right. Um, obviously, Jalen Ramsey uh, is a premier talent. And then Leonard Fournette, you're talking about a guy uh, with it with his draft stock was through the roof. And if you look at that draft class, he was like a second overall pick, wasn't he? Or like fourth I think overall pick. He was like pick. number four. Yeah, he was like fourth in the same draft classes, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones. Austin oh, that list goes on. We're looking at right now. Yeah, um, look, look at, sorry to cut you off. I know you're going to go over it. There's so, the list is so long. Look at that draft that Fournette was in and look at all the running backs that were drafted after him. There's so many. When I mm -hmm. saw that list, I couldn't believe it. 
it's like at least like it's like close to ten guys that you're yep. like, wow. Yep, Carson. Uh, I think Mixon was on that list too. Um, but I knew Eckler was on that list. Um, I think it is the Jaguars. So to to, to kind of echo your point, it's like something's going on there where players aren't happy about being there, and then you know they kind of pull a Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Um, so seventh round uh, went with a quarterback, uh, Tom Brady, and uh, I think that this was a uh, one of those picks that we kind of talked about, where he kind of, Mikey kind of trapped himself uh, by taking a tight end in there in second round, and yeah, it's Travis Kelsey, and yeah, it's the best tight end, and yeah, I mean you could argue taking him in the first round, but to take a quarterback in the seventh round when you use a second round draft capital on a tight end. I think I would have rather just waited a little while. When I saw the pick, it's not that I hated that it was a quarterback. I hated what quarterback it was. Um, You know, obviously Tom Brady is a GOAT. um, But at this point in his career, changing teams, kind of where he is, I can't say that I endorse it at the end of the seventh round. Um, I'm a little bit more behind the Tampa offense than I guess you are because I do believe in Tampa Tom. Um, but I do think that uh, it's too early for Brady. Uh, eighth round, uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, I know we already talked about uh, the Giants. And I know that Mikey's a Giants fan, so I wasn't surprised that a Giant ended up on his team. Um, he could be the number one wide receiver there. But we already talked about how much we both love Evan Ingram, right? So – uh, of all the pass catchers on that team. Yep, um, so. I don't think Daniel Jones played well last year. He really needs to take a step forward because all the wide receivers and the tight end are really good on this team. Obviously, they have a good running back in Saquon Barkley. So, Daniel Jones doesn't have an excuse. Uh, I mean, he might have an excuse. Um, if you look at the injuries in that wide receiver core last year, I don't think there was a time – if you, if you count Evan Ingram in the wide receiver core, right, where Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, uh, Slayton, and Tate were all on the field at the same time, whether it was with Tate's suspension or Shepard's injury or concussions, you know what I mean? Like, I think that we still saw some good out of Daniel Jones. Sorry to kind of take over what, what you were talking about. but No, no, you're right. Uh, you did bring up a point that I forgot is they were never on the field, all on the field at the same time. Um, but going into another year, uh, even if you don't have all of them, uh, individually, they're all really good talents um, to where they can help a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're all on the field, that's going to be better. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think we think that – I think as his fourth wide receiver, I'm cool with it. Uh, in the eighth round, uh, there were some guys that I liked more. Uh I mean, guys that we saw Will Fuller go after him. We saw Meontae Johnson go after him. So just a couple of names, Debo Samuel, a couple of names that went after him that might be like, ooh, maybe we take this guy instead. Um, uh, Philip Lindsay in the ninth round as his uh, third running back. And this is where Mikey's team gets really bad uh, when you start looking at these running backs. Uh, he went Philip Lindsay in the ninth and uh, Daryl Henderson in the tenth. And uh, if it's 50-50, like you said, Vince, uh, in Denver, this is a great pick. And Yeah, I think it's a good pick. 
isn't hurt, this is a great pick. You know what I mean? But if if Melvin Gordon dominates the role, then we, we might be talking different. And then if and if Daryl Henderson doesn't get healthy real quick and Cam Makers just takes that job, and he could, because Daryl Henderson's had some pass protection issues. He's had some uh, fumbling issues. Um, and that is not a way to have Sean McVay love you. Um, that's where I kind of, that's where I kind of go with this running back room is looking a little dicey. Yeah. I mean, I like the Lindsay pick. Uh, I do think it'll be closer to a 50, 50 split. Um, I mean, with Fournette being what he is, I mean, Lindsay is his RB two right now. Um, which I don't know who Denver plays week one. Um, but he's going to have to roll out with him. I would roll out with Lindsay over Henderson. I mean, I think Cam Akers is going to take that job. I think Henderson is a guy, um, you know, watched a little bit of cut, like when he came out from college, but this guy's been in the, in the league a few years. So like, it's kind of, we kind of need to stop going off the college tape now. You know, he's been in the NFL long enough to where, you know, we got to go off that. And I don't think Henderson is the guy. And I think the Rams agree by bringing Cam Akers. Well, Henderson, they drafted Henderson last year. Not last year, the year before. So Henderson, Henderson's first year was last year. Um, so he's a second-year player. Um, yeah. He's been around, though. I mean, they, they kind of know him. So, I mean, I feel like even if he wasn't playing, you know, they see him in practice every day. They know mm-hmm. what they have. And the fact that they went out and got a running back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, what the team does says more than what they say. You're talking about it. You're right. And you're talking about a Rams team that didn't have a first round pick and then spent their second round pick on Cam Akers. Exactly. Like all that, before. like all that matters. That matters so much. Yep. Year before they spent a third round pick on Daryl Henderson. Right. So obviously they spent some draft capital on him uh, and they know they have an idea of what they have. I think you're right. Uh, so moving on, on his team, uh, Golden Tate, one of my favorite serials in the 11th round. Another Giants wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Another Giants. We kind of kind of already talked about that, so we don't really need to. So he's stacking his Giants wide receivers and his Cleveland wide receivers. So, uh, yeah, not a great makeup of the team. Uh, defense, he picked the Ravens. Barf. Uh, I mean, it's a great defense, but big a defense in the twelfth round. We already talked about it. Uh, Daryl Williams in the thirteenth um, ended up being a really good pick, right? Because it seems like Casey's backfield is uh, getting more soft. As we get down to the 53-man roster, it seems like uh, Darrell Williams has really solidified himself as the number two when they released DeAndre Washington. So this was before DeAndre was released, which I was surprised when I look back because, honestly, I was looking to pick up (laughs) Darrell, and I was like, he's on a team? Why is he on a team? He shouldn't be on a team. And I look, and he was drafted. So, I mean, mean, it's a great pick, you know. but, yeah, I mean, he's the only guy that was on the team last year uh, that got significant snaps. Um, you know, I don't think Clyde's going to get – and that's, like, another thing. Like, I don't see, like, a rookie running back getting all the work week one, which is why, like, I was hesitant on taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. Like, I think Darrell Williams is going to get a decent amount more than people kind of want to have. So, I mean, I, I'd like to pick there. Um. And then he, uh, 14th and 15th round went wide receivers, uh, Stephen Sims and uh, Chris Connolly. Uh, the Sims pick I kind of get to the Washington football team. Um, 
Somebody's got to catch the ball. Uh huh. The Connolly pick. I don't get that one. Um, and fourth wide receiver on a bad team. No. Yep. And then he finished the draft with Jimmy G. Uh, Mikey's team uh, doesn't look like a playoff contender. It just looks like it's it's poorly constructed. Um, I would, uh, but there's some boom players in here. So I'm going to say that there's a chance that this team makes the playoffs. I'm going to give him a solid C minus. Uh, Mikey, I think he could have uh, just picked a little bit smarter in that sixth round and really hurt yourself. Yeah, C minus as well. Uh, last team. So Ryan. So Ryan, funny thing about Ryan, and, and uh, I would love to talk to him more about his team and maybe we'll get him on to talk about his team sometime. But uh, he actually won the draft lottery, could have picked any spot and decided to pick 12. Um, and then uh, started his draft uh, at the turn with uh, Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler. And in my opinion, uh, you're starting with the top two wide receiver and a top 10 running back. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. If there's any year that I want to pick at the end of the, the draft, it's this year. Statistically, like, you don't have, like, a good shot. But, I mean, just the way that this year has kind of flowed and, like, doing mock drafts and picking from the 12 spot, like, I definitely hate it less this year than any other year. Obviously, Devontae Adams, don't need to talk about that. Number two receiver for me. Austin Eckler. Um, great pass catcher, uh, half PPR this league is. So, you know, he's going to be catching a lot of passes there. I mean, solid, solid at both running back and wide receiver there. Yeah, I like it. I like the start. Uh, and then three, four went wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, and then in a three week wide receiver league, uh, the start makes sense. And I want to say, uh, I think he, pick three wide receivers before anyone else. So uh, he should have the strongest wide receivers. Um, so Cortland Sutton and Amari Cooper in the third and fourth round. And I really think that this could be a great start to a team. Yeah. Um, I like Sutton, the player. Drew Locke scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason I haven't gotten any Sutton shares. Um Amari Cooper, don't play him against top cornerbacks. That's all I got to say. He disappears. Maybe he won't have to get the top cornerbacks. Maybe Gallup just passes him. I mean, maybe. But, maybe. I mean, that's just something you have to look at. So, like, Amari Cooper is one of those guys that when you look at the season-long point total, you're like, man, this is this is a great receiver. But then, like, you look at, like, the actual weeks. Because, like, I had him last year, and every time he played a top corner – he had like one catch, maybe two catches. Um, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not taking Amari. I don't like that pick. Yeah, C.D. Lamb being there, maybe Gallup takes a step forward to where it kind of spreads it out more. Maybe he's more consistent. Maybe yeah. they move him around. But yeah. Some of the guys that went after uh, Amari, uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Lockett. And I think that we like all of those guys more than Cooper. Every single wide receiver that was taken that round, I like more than Cooper. Yep. Even Stephon Diggs was Even the last Stephon pick of the Diggs. round. Wow. All right. So, yeah, so Cooper's not a not a hit for us, Ryan. Um, and then in fifth and sixth round, in that turn, you took uh, 
Raheem Mostert as his RB2. And this is where it gets dicey, huh? With the Austin Hooper pick in the sixth round. It falls off after this. Jesus. Oh, jeez. I'm looking, for, I'm <laughs> looking down. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I was trying to be nice, but I can't be anymore. Oh, man. He, I think he has, like, maybe one or two good picks for the rest of the draft. He's Sean Vaughn, 8.1. Yeah. So, uh, we got uh, Raheem Mostert. I mean, you're paying for his ceiling in the fifth round for sure. Um, and uh, But I'm not going to hate the pick because there are worse picks that you could have made there. Um, I kind of hate the but pick. But the Austin Hooper pick is vomitous. The amount of good wide receiver, or good uh, tight ends that went after Austin Hooper. Um, I can't. I can't, uh, Vince. Um, no. Ryan, come on, bro. And then uh, in the sixth, seventh round, I uh, did something that I do often, and that's go six, seven, uh, tight end quarterback. Um, I went with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, uh, I like him as a quarterback. So I don't... He, he went Mostert and then Hooper and then came back and went Wentz Vaughn. Yeah, so he went Wentz Vaughn. Um, yeah, uh, Vince, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. In the eighth Yuck. I mean, it was before um, Fournette came, but, like, he was still not, like, in the picture. Like, Ronald yep. Jones is, like, definitely there. So, I didn't understand that at all. Yep. I mean, I think I think I talked to him about this, and his, his best pick of his draft, in my opinion, was the 10th round pick of J.K. Dobbins. I know I'm kind of leaping around a little bit. Um, and I told him, I think if he had taken Dobbins in the ten, in the eighth and Vaughn in the tenth, I would have felt a little bit better about his team. But I just didn't understand the Vaughn pick at all. Um, and then uh, in between, in the ninth round, he went Jerry Judy and then J.K. Dobbins. And I really thought that it's like a different player is drafting all of a sudden. Yep. So it was like I'm not sure what happened, uh, but I do I do like picking a player like Jerry Judy as my wide receiver for. Uh, I mean. It's not a great pairing with Cortland Sutton on the same team, um, but I definitely like the pick of J.K. Dobbins. I think that he has some amount of keeper appeal in the tenth round as well. So um, I think that that might have been his best pick in the draft. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like Jerry Judy and Dobbins there, like both of them. I don't know, like I I like them both a lot. I don't know if like one is better than the other, but the value on both of them is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, in the 11th round. Uh, I remember the hype on him last year, but hype this year isn't quite so much, but he's still... People, people don't realize, like I said, so I, I had to watch this guy in my class. He's a phenomenal talent. Kyle, and they only used him, like, going down the field. Kyle Allen was the worst deep ball. So, like, every time I would watch him, be like, oh, Cor- uh, Curtis Samuel's running down the field. He's wide open. Like, wide open as far as running down the field and just Josh Allen just missed him completely every single time. It was so frustrating. Um, I was a Curtis Samuel guy before like I watched this. So I was like excited to watch it. And I just got so angry just watching just how bad Kyle Allen was. Cause like during the season, I didn't realize, like I didn't realize I didn't watch like a lot of, you know, Carolina games and that kind of thing. Like, I didn't know, but then, like, when looking back, it was just, like, like the talent is there. To get him at the end of the 11th round with a new – with a deep, with a good quarterback, um, I, I like it. I love the player. Yep. 
Yeah, I agree. Good pick. Uh, and then the rest of his draft, um, he went with Aaron Rodgers in the 12th as his second quarterback. It's fine, but like, you know. You know. To take two, no, it's not fine. To take two quarterbacks in 12 rounds, that's terrible. Yes, you're right. That's it's terrible. not fine. Not fine. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. but it's not All fine. Right. You're right. It's not fine. Um, uh, Boston Scott in the 13th round. I think that's a fine spot for him. Um, I mean, I would think about taking him earlier than the 13th round. I think he has some amount of upside, um, especially with what, what's going on uh, with Miles Sanders. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, it's a good pick. Uh, Goddard in the 14th round as your second tight end behind Austin Hooper. Man, you better, you better figure something out, man. This is, that is not a tight end room to start a season. Uh, 15th round, uh, Cherick McKinnon. Um, some PPR value, and hey, he was out for a whole season. Maybe we don't know what we're talking about, right, Vince? But uh, I mean, there's three running backs there. Like, that's why I don't really – like, that's kind of why I was, you know, falling off of Tevin Coleman. It's like there's three guys there. Like, now that, you know, McKinnon's healthy, like McKinnon bought out too, you know, when he was there. So you have three guys that have bought out all together on the same team. And Kyle Shanahan has come out and said, oh, I, I love having all these running backs. Yep. So, yeah, if you're going to take a, if you're going to take a San Francisco running back, Vince, you're saying that you, you prefer McKinnon in the 15th over Mostert in the fifth, right? Um, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I mean, over Mostert, yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about all of them and where their value is. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's hard to hate. McKinnon in the 16th like it's hard to hate any player in the 16th round but yeah. like w whenever it comes to those situations where there are a lot of guys in a backfield like 95% of the time you always want the cheapest guy yep and you know who I don't want is two guys in that same backfield and Ryan did that in this draft yeah. with McKinnon and Mostert so he did that he did two guys of Sutton and Judy as well yep and then uh when defense in the final round and Ryan, obviously you've played some fantasy football to do that. So, um, ah, Ryan, man, this is, this yeah. has got to be a bottom 14 for me. Really yeah. does. Um, I'm, I'm giving it a D. You're giving it a D? Yeah. As in donkey? D as in donkey. All right. I'm going to give it a solid D as in donkey also. I think that's a double D from us, Ryan. Like, he started off strong. Like, he, if he can kind of figure it out, then, I mean, like, it's like he can turn it around, but, yeah. I mean, there's just no depth there, Vince. I mean, it, it seems like his team is like an empty shell. I look at, like, these middle round picks, and, I mean, he really, it really seemed like he lost the draft when he, he went Hooper Wentz. Like, it seemed like it just like – the saving, the saving grace is Judy and Dobbins. Like, yeah. there's no – like, it's low floor, low ceiling plays. Well, the Hooper Wentz Vaughn, six, seven, eight, like, really, really just took a – just went onto the draft board and just took a giant dump on it. Yeah, and then just taking two quarterbacks in 12 rounds. Like, you only start one quarterback. I mean, it's almost like the same thing as taking an early quarterback. Like, your team's not going to be good if you're taking two within, you know, 12 rounds. So, that was everyone's team. So to kind of round out 
uh, this first edition of uh, TPS events, what I would like to do is just take a peek at the schedule um, for week one. Are we able to do that? Yeah, I can pull it up right now. Do, do, do. So live cut, um, he dropped the Tennessee defense and added the Philly defense, which they have a great early season schedule. All right, so I got it up. So I, so week one, I'm playing uh, the Griglets. Uh, you you are playing uh, Trubisky business, which uh, don't mind me. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know all of the team names, so you're gonna have to help me out with that. Uh, football in the groin is playing Tim. Aha! Uh -huh. Football in the groin is uh, Ryan, and okay. then Ryan's, so Ryan's playing Tim. Uh, the wood is playing uh, Mike L. So that's Sean playing Mike L. Uh, and then we have Bill playing uh, Jacob and Kate. Yep. And then XFL Mike round three is playing these nuts. All right. We have so, three mics, so there's going to be that. All right. So well, let's just get a quick prediction on each one. So the first game let's talk about um, is me against Max. Um, I'm going to pick myself to win. I think I'm the greatest and unstoppable, and I will destroy Max with all of my awesome power. And, of course, you're going to pick yourself. Yeah. Um, he's got yet yeah, quarterback. Nope. Okay. He's got Patrick Mahomes versus He has Patrick Mahomes, I know. Okay. Uh, running backs? Um, stuff. It's tough. And my running backs are free. Pretty equal. I can't say there's a winner there. Okay. Well, you got to pick someone. I'm gonna pick him. It's a pick. And it's a pick. Him. So you pick Max. Yeah, I pick Max. Okay. Uh, San Fran run defense is really good, um, and Denver and Atlanta run defense isn't really that great. Uh, flex spot is a coin flip because he has Acres. You have Jonathan Taylor. Um, so anything can happen. I mean, both of you are hoping for a touchdown. Uh, Robert Woods versus Marvin Jones. Oh, boy. We mean, oh, boy. This is not a conversation. <laughs> Overall, your receivers are better, so I'm going to give it to you. You already picked him, so your pick is already locked in. You picked him. Oh, you no, I meant for the running backs. No, you picked – yeah, but to the winner – Oh, to win total. Oh, um – Yeah, I think you'll get this one. I would, thanks. All right, so you got both of us winning week one. I mean, you have me winning week one. I have me winning week one. So next matchup is you against George, the Griglets. Yeah. Looking, uh, I'm looking at the box score. Uh, projections have you guys, but about the same. We've talked about how projections basically mean nothing in the first few weeks of the season. Um, um, I didn't switch. I'm going to be playing Antonio Gibson over Ronald Jones most likely. Right. Um, I'm looking at uh, your team, and I think your team is awesome. And I think that you will uh, 
Georgia is a good team too. Um, Georgia's team is kind of built to win right away with players like, you know, Mark Ingram. Um, so Sean Jackson does what he does every year in week one. Right, like week he's going to score like 40 <laughs> points on me. Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to take you as the winner for week one, Vince. No, thanks. And I assume you're picking yourself because who would be? Yeah, yeah obviously. Like Howard. My, team, my team's great. Yep. All right, so uh, now we have uh, Ryan against uh, Tim. And projections have uh, Brian as leading by four points. Um, looking at the team makeup, um, if I had to pick right now, I'm going to pick the team that has Christian McCaffrey on it. Yep. So I'm going to go with Tim. Yep. Who's your pick? Oh, Tim. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's. Not um, fair. All right, so now we're looking at Sean uh, versus Mike, right? Uh, predictions have Sean up a little bit. Um, looking at the teams. It's the uh, wood, right? Yeah, the wood, yep. Okay. Um, so looking at the teams, they look, I'm going to be honest, they look kind of similar in like yeah. kind of players that both of them drafted. Um, it looks like their their draft is pretty similar, man. Um, you see, yeah. it's like veteran guys that are big names. Yep. I mean, you look at like how they're made up at every position. It's like it's the same running backs that you got mid. You know, uh, wide a solid wide receiver group. Uh, it's I a, think Mike's gonna get it. This looks like a coin flip to me. Um, I mean, if I look at if I if I'm just gonna look at blue uh, like if it's something like this I'm gonna say who has more of these like all star players difference makers, and I'm looking at Sean's team and I see Michael Thomas, and after that I'm not seeing like many like forty burger potential, but if I look at Mike's team I see Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. So that's enough for me. I'm gonna take Mike. Yeah, I'm taking Mike. Um. Bill versus Jamami, and this might be one of the better uh, matchups of the week. Um, Bill seems good, man. I mean, it, it is definitely good. Um, if he's uh, looking at what these guys have lineup says right now. Um, yeah, I mean, we like Bill team when he drafted, so. Yeah, we like Bill team when we drafted, but you know what? I'm going to um, – are you going with Bill? I think I'm going to go with Bill. I think I want to be contrarian. I think uh, I think that there's enough big hitters on Jamami's team between Elliot Sanders, Tyreek, uh, Deshaun. There's some definite uh, winners on that team, and I think this is the kind of team that could start the league off uh, 1-0. So I'm going to pick Jamami. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers aren't going to have Derwin James. So that's good for AJ Green. So yeah, and then Tyreek Bill. Yeah, I mean I can kind of say it, but um, like it's like Bill side better. Yeah, Bill seems still really nice. Uh, and then we got uh, Mike P versus Mike Mikey L, not Mike L, Mikey L. Um, mm -hmm. And I think both of us were, we weren't really fans of either one of these teams. Um, so for me, like looking at it. Um, I look at Mikey's team. I see 
uh, really two players that I think have like that boom potential, maybe three. And then I look at uh, Mike P's team and he's got, in my opinion, only one player that I see has like that boom potential. So off the tilt, I'm going to take the team that has Travis, Kelsey, Odell, Beckham, and Aaron Jones um, over the team that has, yeah, just Lamar Jackson. I mean, boy, is Lamar Jackson dangerous. I'm going to take Mikey Hill. No, I think I'm actually going to go with the Lamar Jackson team. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson. You got James Conner playing the Giants. Giants are awful on defense. Yep. You got Nick Chubb at Baltimore. That not not good. Uh, Marlon Mack, who's playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville, is, like we talked about, is rebuilding. Uh, I think Marlon Mack does have a, a a big role early in the season. I agree. Um, so I think there's a, a good good amount of points there. I think he beats his 8.28 projection. Uh, Adam Thielen versus Green Bay. Um, yeah, I I think I like that matchup. Will Fuller versus Kansas City. Uh, like that, DJ Chark mm-hmm. versus the Colts. Not a great matchup, but still a good player. Gronk at New Orleans, not so great, but uh, his opponent has Tom Brady, so if he does throw a touchdown to Gronk, that's going to help the Gronk player. Yeah, I can definitely see the path to victory for uh, – Because it's only four points for passing. As well, for sure. And uh, the Bears playing Detroit, which eh, it's a division game, so could be good, but also it's Matthew Stafford. I'm still going to take my boy, Mikey. And these nuts. Well, we did pick them. We rated the whole draft. Uh, this was mad long, uh, but it was fun. Yeah, and, oh, for sure. Uh, so next episode we do, Vince, I think it'll be for the other league that we're in where we just rip apart everybody. Uh, give our week one predictions. Uh, those should be probably the longest episodes or these, these first ones. Um, but hopefully everyone likes them. And uh, look forward to trashing everyone, including you, Vince, uh, this year in fantasy football. But, man, your team looks good, man. It looks good. Thanks. Yours is good, too, but not as good as mine. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, these are definitely going to be the longer episodes. I mean, you know, when we do the week to week, all we're going to really do is like recap the previous week. Um, I mean, not really too much there. So it's definitely not going to be as long as this was, but yeah, I'm excited for football. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go. All right. Uh, so that's going to be it for us. So, uh, peace out.